Happy New Year to everybody. Welcome to the Ultra Chen TV show. My name is James Chen, and we are once again joined by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware for a brand new season, 10th season of the Tuesday show. James, we're very old. This is indeed the 10th season of the Tuesday show. Unbelievable. Actually, kind of not believable, but it's the truth, it turns out. <laughs> I mean, you guys to speak for yourselves. You guys are old, all right? You're upper 30s, mid 40s. I am still a young spring chicken at 33. Just turned 33, matter of fact. Basically a baby. I'm surprised that we yeah. allow you on here. Maybe we've got to card you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thir- Congratulations for making it on to the credits at the beginning. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. James didn't even tell me, and that put a big-ass smile on my face. <laughs> That's why I told you to watch the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in there. Very nice. I thought that looked great. Uh, so we have our first episode of the year. By the and- way, shout outs to Investigation Code in the chat for giving me the idea to use the scare tactic stuff for, for the title. Because yeah. that actually yeah, yeah. worked out too well. Yeah. The, the, the scene where Brandon looks so happy where he puts the hand on his head and he's all relieved is like, <laughs> it's too good, dude. It worked, it worked way too well with that. <laughs> Had a lot more hair back then. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the first one of the year, and we're going to be ignoring all of the great news that's happened so far in the year 2021, where we're all having a blast. We're going (sighs) to ignore that and go back to our previous favorite year of all time, the year 2020, where everything was even awesomer. And we're going to go back and talk about our picks for the Ultra Chen Awards for 2020. Yeah. And as you can see on the right side here, I mean, whatever side that is, we're gonna have- <laughs> Left. <laughs> the left side, I've been told. There, it's, it's stage right, right? That's stage all right. Yes. Stage yes. right, that's probably how I should phrase mm-hmm. it from now on. Newcomer of the year, which could be anything, that's a player or a game or whatever you want it to mean. Event of the year is a little bit more constricted. It's whatever it sounds like. Match of the year, this was hard. Story of the year. This is basically any story that you can come up with that you would apply to the FGC through 2020. The worst things that happened in 2020 are going to be the next part of this. Then we're going to talk about our picks for FGC members of the year. Uh, Those are awards that we give for any reason. Uh, We'll, I'm sure, each discuss our reasons at the time. It's mostly design creator slash streamer of the year as well. that is a little bit more self-explanatory. Commentator of the year as well, also pretty explanatory. Fighting game of the year. This isn't just games that are released this year, but just which games of the year for you. Uh, then player of the year. And at the end of this thing, we're also gonna have two more little categories. Our random select award, where we basically just give out some other award for whatever else. And then our personal FGC resolutions for this year, 2021. Yeah, I'm actually kind of sad now I think about it. I didn't set up a way to make it so we could see our picks on screen. I have to... Uh, oh, anyways, too late for that now. <laughs> Unless I jank uh, it. I'm, I'm keeping track of it. So I got a whole scorecard here, and okay. I'll put that out on Twitter afterwards so everybody can see our, what our picks Ooh, were. That works. Good okay. enough. All right, well. Some other news has happened in the FGC, but we're going to completely ignore that and instead just hop right into... <laughs> the awards before before we do that can we just acknowledge that we have a new goddamn logo we had a new logo can we, can we talk about the new logo get chat 
Is it the worst thing in the world or is it the best thing in the world? There is no in between, by the way. It's either the worst or the best. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to know. Gundam <laughs> says the worst. Well, there it is. That's it's it. That's Ultra Chen is over and it's done. <laughs> Looks like an esports team logo. I agree. I agree. I I think that we should be the uh, California underdogs or something like that. So nice. <laughs> we can be the California esports team. <laughs> yeah, like the Washington football team. Well, yeah, everyone's exactly. saying that it looks very esports. Yeah, yeah. We're esports sense. now, baby. Uh, all right. So that is true. We have new colors as well. Uh, James redid a lot of this here, and I think it looks really great. So congrats and thanks for doing yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. This is actually my first time seeing, well, not the logo, but everything else. So good job, yeah. James. Yeah. <laughs> Overwatch team. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's actually very close to where James lives. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> We're hopping into newcomer of the year. So we have three picks per category. That's how we've done this here. And we're basically just going to go in a round. So, Tupperware, do you want to start with your number three pick? I have to start for Newcomer uh, which, of the Year. Newcomer of the Year. I had to go with Jason GameDev. Oh, sick. Uh, he is not necessarily a newcomer to the FTC, but he is a newcomer to writing tutorials. And that man's tutorial has been used over and over again for setting up Parsec servers. Uh, so, he was my number three newcomer of the year. I love it. That's a really good pick. Okay. Uh, James, you want to go? I should update the sub badges. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> all right. Uh, no, we can do that later. Yeah, this the, all the stuff. Okay, well, you know what? My number three newcomer of the year. Hey, look at this. This is right along with TubaWare's uh, stuff is I said the Parsec Cloud Gaming stuff. <laughs> uh, it is. Or it was a brand new way for us to play games online to circumvent the netcode of online games. It's basically way uh, to basically make it so that you play versus mode on a remote machine using Parsec and by hosting the game on a cloud server that's powerful enough to handle all the input output from two people connecting it allowed us to experience some games like Samurai Showdown, like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and of course for me, uh, a lot of Soul Calibur 6 to be played online in a way that uh, hasn't been done before. So it's been a very, very welcome addition to the FGC, and I think it's it's uh, super valuable. And just, you know, especially in this time, and in fact, you'll see this from a lot of my newcomers of the year, especially in this time, I think it's super important, obviously, with the lockdowns and the lack of offline events, that I think that this was super necessary. So that's what I gave for my number three. James, are you giving a hint as to maybe one of your stories of the year or one of your worsts of the year? You it was a little bit of uh, flipping in advance there. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. Maybe, maybe. That's maybe. good storytelling, David. That's good storytelling. It is. I appreciate it. All right, my number three new newcomer of the year is actually The Mighty Unjust. He's a Mortal Kombat player. He won double digits worth of the PlayStation Opens this year. It's incredible. And he did it using... Yeah, and he did it using double digits of characters. Like, he's just, like, traveling around the character select screen trying to find somebody that he can't win with. And uh, he did. He got top eight in the Mortal Kombat Pro Competition NA number one as well. 
so this dude, I mean, really, I burst onto the scene big time in MK, and there, there he is, number three for me. Congrats. Nice. All right. Uh, your number two, Mr. Brockman. Uh, my number two is a very long time fighting game member, fighting game community member. Um, but Wait. he is new <laughs> to content creation. He is new to hosting online tournaments, and that is Tong. I think Tong has done a great job stepping up and hosting, uh, you know, weekly events and, and plus more. And uh, he's now a partner on Twitch. So apparently Twitch agrees with me that he's been doing something right. Mm, I sense a theme so with your newcomers. Yeah, here. I appreciate it. Marvel, baby! Oh, man. Anything I else you want to say? Or that's... Uh, no, I'll, I'll talk more about Tong later. Don't worry. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Uh, I guess my number two here, not exactly a newcomer. There's been something around here before. It's been in beta for a very long time, but... Uh, this year was its official non-beta release, and that is Fightcade 2. Uh, Fightcade 2 officially debuted, and uh, the stuff that they've put into this, that it supports all the different kinds of emulators, and, you know, you can set up first the 10s, first the 5s, first the 3s, and they put the score automatically up there when we streamed the Macharino Cup, like, it was just automatically up there, I didn't have to do any overlays, it was just there, and, uh, you know, Vi has been playing it a bunch, John Choi has come back, but now, unfortunately, he's exposed for... cheater with his macro. Yeah, exactly. He's a macro player, so we figured that part out, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's good to expose the old-school players because, you know, when we used to see John Choi in actual tournaments, it looked like he was doing actual fireball motions, but I guess now this whole time... Truth. Yeah, he was doing macros, so... But, uh, Fight K2, uh... Also allowing us to play a lot of the old games. And one of the important things in the fighting game community, in my opinion, is that we don't let old games die. And that the old games are amazing. We should keep playing them. <laughs> and Fight K2 gives us a very easy... I mean, for me, setting up Fight K2 was a breeze. Like, you look for Vodka Golbowski's little tutorial video uh, on how to grab the ROMs and everything like that. You don't even have to do anything. You just put some JSON files in your path. You run it, mm -hmm. and it automatically does it for you. It's just, it's so sick, everything they've done for it. So, there you go. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, sorry. John Choi doesn't actually use macros. We're making fun of that because... Someone's like, clearly, whoever this guy is, he throws fireballs way too consistently. Nobody yeah. can throw fireballs that consistently. And uh, that's John Choi. Like I said, number one fireball yeah. game player I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He, so. he, has, he has thrown more fireballs than pints of water he's drinking in his whole life. <laughs> I, you know, it's guaranteed. <laughs> All right, my number two newcomer of the year is, I guess, also somebody who's not like brand new to the FGC, but in in this role, he really blew up this year, and that's Saint Cola, who mm. really came on strong on commentary this year. He ended up doing an incredible number of games and commentating gigs throughout the year. Uh, he told us that he had multiple per day many times when we had him on yeah, our show great. last year. Uh, yeah, so he's been extremely busy, and he went from, 
I mean, some people like not again, like not not knowing about him to to doing the Capcom Pro Tour, which was a huge a huge step for him as well. So, congrats to him. He's been killing it, and I'm sure he will continue to do so in 2021. Yep. I can't believe you're going to inflate his ego like this, man. You put him in your in your be- best best of year. God, you're just going to make going to give him a big head, dude. Come on, dude. I never would. He was born with it. <laughs> Fact. Fact. All right. Let's go back to Tubbo. So my number one newcomer of the year. Uh, this guy has been killing it with Street Fighter League. I had to go with Rob TV. Okay, uh, he's, nice. he's definitely a brand new host. Uh, and he, he's he's done an absolutely fantastic job with Street Fighter League. And and not even just that, but like his Twitter, his content creation, everything. I mean, I mean, Rob has been has been killing it this year. So he was my number one newcomer of the year. Okay. <laughs> A lot of these aren't Congrats, actually. Rob. A lot of these aren't yeah. actual newcomers, but you know they're not, man. But you know they're they're people taking on new roles. Right? Yeah, new roles. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number one actually is something that debuted for the first time this year, and I really do hope it comes back. I don't know if it will, but uh, I think it's a great start. I would like to get it expanded. It's the FGC Japan Dev Roundtable. Uh, I actually give to the newcomer of the year because it was one of my favorite things. Like I said, for those of you who do not understand how Japanese devs work, they do not share stuff. They do not tell secrets to each other. They do not collaborate. But uh, this time they did. And they did so in a really cool fashion. It was awesome to see them kind of joking with each other and i would really like to see them expand it to include nrs teams i would like to you know expand it to include you know more of the us teams and everything like that and if they could keep doing this every single year or just even every once in a while just have this kind of round table thing i think that would be really really beneficial to our scene because i've often said that the, the fighting games there's not a competition between fighting games we're all on the same team, a rising tide lifts all boats, whatever, however it's said, and all that stuff like that. And I feel like that that round table was a good indication of that. So there you go. That's my Ooh, number one. That's a really good pick. A really good pick, for sure. Thanks to Joker for the sub. Hello. My number one, you guys already kind of got there, it's Parsec. That's what I thought <laughs> was the most important. <laughs> of the year you guys have already kind of explained why of course we're all stuck at home we have lots of games that we love many of those games have terrible netcode and this was a way to solve that and to help in part bring back some games that many of us love but just hadn't really been able to play in a while so thanks to parsec for doing such a great job okay all right cool so that was our first category that's newcomer of the year Starting it out with the new ones, even though, yeah, arguably none of that's new. Fight well, K2 <laughs> is new. Fight K2 is new, yeah. And so it was the round table. The yeah, round James, James, I think, I think James definitely outplayed us in the newcomer. <laughs> I actually picked new things. Okay. Um, well done, James. But but also, by the way, I just want to say when we advance to the next category, I'm also proud of this too. Doing some more work on layout stuff and. But watch, watch the new category jump in onto the screen over here. So we're going to do event Ooh, of the year. Okay. There you go. So uh, 
putting in some extra work here on the audiovisual side of things. But uh, event of the year is a tough one because there were no events. <laughs> so very uh, limited choices. Yeah, this was a very weird category, and obviously online events do count, but still, you know, it was a it was a tough one, I think, to come up with this for all of us. So uh, yeah. I guess. We'll rotate it, and I guess I'll go yeah. first this time. Uh, number sure. three, uh, because it was one of the only events of the year, uh, Evo Japan. <laughs> I picked Evo Japan, um, and I put it at the bottom of the list. Although Evo Japan, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that happened there. Look, the previous couple of years of Evo Japan have not been great. Right, we we all know this, right? The, the previous Evo Japan's small venues and you know disorganized and oh hey look this thing was like we needed to, you know, uh, like they ran the winners bracket first and it was all like crazy. This last year's Evo Japan, I felt like was the first time it felt like it was a well organized run tournament. So much to the point that we were all sitting in the back and playing fighting games on a laptop and everything. And it was really chill and the matches are really good. So I put it on this list because I felt like it did a good job stepping up, uh, and, uh, and becoming more of a, you know, professional feeling tournament. So. Yeah, it was a lot better for sure. Mm hmm. My number three is something that happened pretty recently. It's the We Play Dragon Temple. Ah, yes. It just okay. it just was like remarkable. Look, there's mm -hmm. not that many offline things to pick from, like you were saying, and <laughs> this is one that I think in other contexts, like if we had had our normal grassroots events, I don't know that this would have made it on there because those are what I tend to prefer. But this event was just really like unusually cool in a lot of ways and and the everything from the augmented reality to the custom built stage that they had the mortal kombat theme stage uh the fact that they had uh you know they, they took such good care of all the players and made sure that they were tested and that they had you know social distancing right. rules in place and all that you know taking care of their health was really important they did a great job of that and everybody who went there said that they had an awesome awesome time mm -hmm. i caught up with a few of the people who went both on commentary side and on player side and they were all like effusively praising it so that's all really really great to see the matches were good the commentary was great the again there's just a lot of like really unique takes on it and it didn't feel just like some hollow esports event it felt like even though it had all this you know fantastic production quality that wasn't what it was that was kind of like there for sure but it was still like very much the dudes were doing fighting game commentary definitely the players were themselves and they were being uh you know they they were expressing themselves as who they are which is really good so you could still get like the fgc feel with really cool production and i really enjoyed it yeah cool. uh, i do want to mention that i wanted to put that event on it but i hadn't gotten a chance to see any of it so uh I'm sure if I watched it, I would have had it on this list for sure. So, so my number three is the We Play Dragon Temple. David stole my list. Yeah, no, I, I, everything David said, I have nothing to add. Uh, I did. Mm -hmm. I actually did go back and watch a little bit of it uh, after I was done being jealous, and it was really cool. So I had to throw that on my list. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All righty. My number two was the. 
uh, UMVC3 Lives event, online event, um, that Maximilian helped put on with, you know, Tasty Steve and Yipes. And <laughs> it was just a really good event. And it really, like, even all the players who played in it said that they felt like it was an offline event again. They were having a good time. It was super hype. I think Max did a really great job with, like, the little, uh, you know, uh, the skits sections in the middle and everything like that. Even brought back the whole gang. It was really, really cool. And it was... Uh, it felt great to watch, and everybody watched it. Like, everybody yeah, took sure. the time to go and watch that thing, because UMVC3, still one of the best fighting games, if not the best fighting game of the decade, you know, of the previous decade, which me and David said it was, and I'm sure Tubo probably would have as well. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be the fighting game of this decade, too, don't worry. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a great event to bring back a lot of that hype that we had from a long time ago. So uh, that's my number two. Good, good. I was hoping that other people would say that, and I was kind of betting on it because I really wanted that to be on this list, and I just kind of didn't. It was just a that somebody else would do it. So thank you and congratulations. <laughs> it's very deserving. In fact, just for getting like the rights situation yeah. to line up, yeah, Capcom and Marvel and it being on Parsec and them all being cool with it, and I just I don't know how that even worked at all, but. That was amazing. It did, yeah. It did. It did. So my number two is also something that happened online, and it was it was the online version of our regular offline majors that I felt was the most uh, interesting and unique, and it was East Coast Throwdown. Mm. Their exhibitions and skits I really liked. I thought that they did a great job. I mean, it's it was not going to be just a normal tournament, right? It can't be this year. So instead, they had exhibitions for several different games they had uh yipes and chris matrix on there which was a blast and they had both of those guys doing a bunch of skits which were really funny uh basically like a beavis and butthead kind of situation of them watching music videos and ripping on them and <laughs> and just telling jokes to each other it, that i really really enjoyed it it was such a different take you know some other tournaments had done either retrospectives which were great or had done just normal online tournaments which are also cool but this, I felt, was, like, the most unique of a take on it. I really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, my number two event of the year was Frosty Faustings. Oh. Uh, You're I mean, going I, I, only online ones, huh? Only on, offline events only offline in ones. America. Uh, I mean, I mean, even besides that, like, even even though it was the only one, it actually was a good event. Um, normally, I'm on staff this year. I was only doing commentary. I commentated from start to finish every day uh, i didn't get a single break but um the times that i i wasn't busy so you know at the end of the day and the start of the day i got to walk around and, and see everyone and everybody had nothing but good things to say so uh frosty faustings almost by default ends up on my list but they're not number three at least they're they're, they're number two so <laughs> i wonder what from a thematic standpoint i wonder what your number one's gonna be too well i'm, oh, I'm, I'm God, hey come on come <laughs> on well my number one is indeed frosty faustings as well uh i had that as my number three last year because that's how much i enjoyed being there and you know one of the nice things about frosty faustings is it really is like a mini combo breaker right like everyone's favorite event is combo breaker like without question and um 
Frosty Faustings always feels like the mini combo breaker. It's like it's like combo breakers younger brother, you know? When you go there, there's every game. It's it's, you know, it feels like a grassroots event, yet it feels really really, you know, professionally well run and everything and I just always have a great time there. I always have fun getting to do like the ST commentary, the the Vampire Savior commentary and everything. Tubo and I did Sam show and there were some awesome Sam show matches there. Uh, first time I got to commentate with Tubo as well, which was really cool actually. Uh, but, uh, and, and right now as the only offline event besides Evo that, you know, I managed to go to, besides maybe the Grand Blue Fantasy versus, uh, you know, the little pre-show event thing, but there was like very little else in terms of offline events. And so, you know, I enjoyed Frosty Faustings before. It was great again this year, so I had to give it props for number one. Sure. Very good. Well, my number one was Evo Japan, which I actually really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. You did mention that it was improved, and that's part of why I came away from it feeling so good about it because mm-hmm. the previous couple times it had not been good like there were major issues <laughs> uh, a couple of those years were really bad mm-hmm. and and this one was way better the organization was so much stronger it was really fun the little area that they had for it was great it was just it was just really nice i mean i really enjoyed it and that was that was the biggest major that i went yeah. to the whole year i mean i i went to also, the Mortal Kombat finals in March. And I think that's it as far as <laughs> offline events go. Like, it was very little. Ugh. And that's that's weird. That's very weird for me. But that, that was the only time this year that I had the feeling of, like, hey, all my... Well, not all, but, like, a lot of my buddies are here and we get to hang out. And, you know, that, that kind of feeling that you get at a major... That, it was that and the Mortal Kombat event and the Evo Japan one was the biggest one for me. So it, it, was, it wasn't a lot going on. You know what the craziest thing about it was? is I couldn't remember if it was this year or last year because time knows no meaning to me right now. And uh, the only thing that would make me remember that, yes, we did go to Evo Japan in 2020 was that we had that conversation with Spooky about the coronavirus. Like, oh, yeah, do you, I should wear a mask because you hear about that new virus. <laughs> It, it's so it's so bizarre that I have that moment on camera. Uh-huh. Like the, the, mo- the moment on camera of us walking in there with our masks on. Not everybody had a mask yet. We knew that COVID was around, that it existed. We knew mm-hmm. enough to like be wearing a mask, but like we weren't that concerned yet. And yeah, and we saw um, Vic. Yeah, we saw Vic. Who else was there? Juna. Juna was there too. Juna, of course. Yeah, yeah. Juna as well. And yeah, and yeah, Vic was like, oh, mask, huh? Like this conversation was on camera. I don't know. It's very weird to me that that like, moment was found, but there it was. You gotta, you gotta put that video somewhere. I want to see that. That'd it's online. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's I've, I've tweeted it around a couple times, but I'll, right. I'll tweet it out again later. Yeah. Yeah. Link it, link it yeah, in, the, in, the, in the notes, I guess, in the show notes sure. as well. So, uh, well, my number one is pretty obvious. It was Twitch Rivals, Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom 3. I mean, <laughs> come on. How could I not pick that? Right. Uh, not, not, only, not only was it a dope event, I was involved, and I didn't go 0-2, so everyone out there <laughs> could suck it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was definitely the, the, the moment of the year for me as far as fighting games go. It was really awesome to see 
my favorite game, your favorite game, everyone's favorite game, get spotlight that it hasn't had in five or six years. Yeah. So that was really cool. What a yeah, fun time. Was- what a fun, fun time that that event was. Really. For sure. I mean, and, like, people took it, like, everybody playing in that practiced. Like, they took it for real, <laughs> which is the only time Marvel 3 players in the history of Marvel 3 have taken anything online seriously. <laughs> Ever. So, like, that alone was quite the accomplishment. Yeah. And, and it brought everybody together. Everybody was watching it. Like, everybody from every scene was watching it and tweeting about it. Marvel it was baby. really cool. So, yeah. All right, great picks. Okay. So, in that case... Goodness gracious. Number three, match of the year. This... Ah. This was hard, man. Yeah, every year it's kind of hard because you're like, what do I pick? I'm afraid I might forget something that was good. This year is just like, did anything happen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Honestly, it was... This one was tough. This one was tough. And even some of the events that I did go to... I watched back and I like thought about it and like Evo Japan didn't have like incredible matches. Like they were good like usual, but like nothing that was like, that was ridiculous. And then I went back and I watched the Mortal Kombat championships and like they were good again, but it wasn't like it was down to the wire. It was like, it wasn't like that. They were just good. (laughs) So it was extra hard to pick, I felt. Yeah. And my number three, I'll start it out this time, is one that I felt kind of encapsulated this year. It is Alex Myers versus Punk in Street Fighter V <laughs> CPT Online NA West number one, right, the ninth all right. match. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is the match, of course, where there was a bad online connection, as there is. And, you know, Alex ended up winning it, moving into top eight. And Punk lost and got really pissed and ended up doing some stuff that he, you know, then apologized for. This match, to me, yeah, it just really encapsulates the year because it, this is an online year. Too many of our games don't have good enough netcode, and this kind of thing, and even games that do have good netcode, occasionally you see their problems. This just this just felt like it was how the year kind of went for fighting games. Yeah, and it even it even triggered a little bit of the code of conduct stuff that's been a big topic they do. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Alex come back and beat him in another tournament? It was an exhibition. It was an exhibition they played Uh, later on. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, got to hold that up. (laughs) Uh, Am am I up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, You're number three now. My number three. I don't even know what tournament this was. I'm not even sure who Tokido was playing against, but it was that match where Tokido went through the EX fireball with Urien's EX side butt. Because, wow, that was dope. Yeah. That's my number three. Like, literally, not even that match. It was just that moment was, like... <laughs> what game so, was this in? The Street Fighter V. Was it Street Fighter V? You picked a Street Fighter V? That's my number three, sure. I mean, <laughs> in, in, a, in a very tough year, sure, a Street Fighter V match was my number three. Oh, man. Yeah, High Fight says... High Fight says it was against Itsuki. Itsuki. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was a Dalson. That's yeah, Dalson. yeah. That was at the... I was commentating that one. That was the uh, second Asia Finals, CPT Asia Finals online. So yeah, that was that that that, that moment was ridiculous. Just that was so the coolest good. Thing, I mean, coolest thing I've seen in fighting games in a long time. 
I, I mean, like, like I said, I was commentating and I started screaming. It was just like one of those things that I was just like, oh my God, because I saw the fireball coming and in my mind I was like, oh, well, he's got to stop the combo. And then, dude, yeah, anyways, <laughs> um, uh, my, uh, my number three, uh, this kind of is an indication. My number three is kind of based on a what could have been, but the fact that we all got so hyped over Ray Ray missing a combo against Ryan LV. <laughs> the blue balls. We all I, got blue balls from that combo. I, I picked Ray Ray versus Ryan LV because not only was that just a great grand finals, Ray Ray doing super well in the first set and then Ryan LV cementing himself as the current king of UMVC3, but that doom conversion that he almost got from the butter, after the finger lasers into the butter gun, into the dive kick, if it was offline, he totally would have landed that, but... Everybody seriously like jumped out of their chair when that happened. And the yeah. fact that that got everyone so hype on a combo drop is a really, really in the good indication of what Marvel brings to the table. <laughs> sure. So that's my number three. I think that's a great pick. In fact, it's such a great pick. It's my number two pick. <laughs> Oh, come on, David. Seriously, it's my number two pick as well. <laughs> really? Haha, <laughs> perfect ordering. I planned this so I can go first. No, just kidding. <laughs> there were five fighting game matches all year, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that really was awesome. And I wanted to make sure that I got in something related to the Twitch Rivals Marvel Lives mm. event. So that was my pick. It was awesome. Yep. Well, that was that was my number. Should I just go to my number one? Should I just skip ahead? Because that was my number two as well. No, no, that's no. your number two. Okay. Now yeah. James has to say his number two. Yeah, my number two is an interesting one. Uh, it's Nauman versus Mago, Grand Finals oh, of Evo Japan Street Fighter Five. Now that match was, you know, you know, like you said, you go back and watch them. They're good matches. Obviously, it's a good match. Was yeah. it a super standout match? Not necessarily in that terms of like something. Wow! Oh my gosh! But in terms of what it stood for, I think was really important because you know what a lot of the Japanese players said is that it was a very very important win for Naumen, not only for Naumen, but for the newer, younger generation of the Japanese players because they said up until that moment. The newer, younger generation has never beaten any of the, you know, the old school guard in a major event like that to win the championship. Every one of the big events, like at Evo Japan, SBOs, all the things, has always been won by at least one of the old guards. So they've always been kind of gatekeeping. And Nauman winning Evo Japan, they said, was the first time one of the new school had won a big event like that, and it was really kind of a, I think, a, a an important moment. Uh, for Japanese Street Fighter, and so it'll be curious to see if they can try to keep that up once we get back to, you know, offline. <laughs> I remember while that was happening, we were all playing Street Fighter Five in the back, and Callisto was playing and was, like, complaining about <laughs> Sakura. <laughs> like, I'm okay. Of course he was. Oh, of course he was. And it's funny oh. because Sankola just mentioned like, Callisto in the chat. He literally just said, it's important because Callisto can't downplay her anymore. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. That's funny. Well, my number one is Daigo versus Higuchi. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter Five, mm -hmm. of course. SFL Pro JP preseason. Awesome match. Two is a Guile Mirror. 
And it reminded me of the classic uh, Muteki versus Kurahashi Guile in Street Fighter Fighter Turbo a thousand years ago at SBO, where in both of these matches, the two players are playing the same character. And it's just kind of an all-around character, right? Guile can do a lot of different stuff. And they're just like playing in different ways with the same tools. And that to me is always a blast. And like expressing their personalities through the character. And it was super close and they were awesome. Uh, comebacks it just was there was so much beautiful space control and like little minute spots it was really really a blast for me to watch yeah and, and the dynamic of a guile versus guile mirror like in classic games it was super interesting if you understood it uh it could be boring if yeah. you just sit there and look at sonic booms but in street fighter 5 i think guile versus guile is one of the absolute most fascinating matches because of the way the v skill and the ex sonic booms and everything play into it i i love watching that match I agree. Cool. What do you got? Uh, my about? my number one match was uh, Frosty Fausting Samurai Showdown Finals. Uh, okay. Match mm-hmm. that me and Jay commentate. Diddy Mokoff versus Score. Uh, Diddy <laughs> Mokoff was in winner's side. Score reset it off of a ridiculous reflect into uh, super special technique. Or super special move, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, and then... Diddy Mokoff secured it for Brazil and in, in Las Vegas, essentially, uh, winning 3-0 in the final set. Um, the 3-0 was not easy, though. It was definitely a well-fought 3-0. I actually just got done watching it, and uh, there's a point where, like, like I said, the score flipped it around on Diddy Mokoff with a well-timed weapon flipping thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, I'm sorry, with a re- reflect. Right, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A good reflect into the SSM. Um, but, uh, me and James are both like, all Diddy has to do is not, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> all Diddy had to do is hit kick. That's all he did was hit the kick yeah. button, and then he didn't, and he died for it. So, it was a super exciting match, and, uh, again, I'm biased because I commentated it, so, right. hold that. <laughs> we, cool. de- we definitely blew out the mic on that one. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, uh, man. Uh, my number one actually is Tokido versus Itsuki. Just because of that same moment there. Not only, I mean, it was a 3-0, okay? I went back and watched it again, and Tokido uh, really blew up its key it, when you look at the numbers. But the match was really, really close. And uh, one, I mean, Dalsum, right? I mean, Dalsum, like, at this point in time, there's no... The Dalsum team cannot sit there and say anything bad about Dalsum. Because clearly Dalsum is, like, top three character in the game. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> top three? Top yeah. three? You heard it here first. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, Itsuki's Dalsum was ridiculous. And the fact that he made it that far in the tournament and Tokido beat him with Yurian, who he played at the beginning of 2020 and then looked like he wasn't actually going to use him at all, you know, and then all of a sudden he busts him out at this event here. And then, like Tubo mentioned, that EX headbutt through the fireball was, I mean... Talk about Galaxy Brain right there. That, that like, epitomizes the improvisational ability of what players can come up with. You know, like I said, I saw the fireball coming, and I was like, okay, Tokido has to drop this combo. That fireball is essentially going to be a combo breaker. And then he EX through it, and I, like I said, I absolutely lost it on commentary. And it was just... 
it encapsulated everything I loved about fighting games. That one little moment right there of just the super cleverness. And, you know, it's something that I don't even think Tokido probably practiced. He was like, I'm going to EX headbutt after this. Wait, if I do it, I can probably go through this fireball. Let's do it. And it worked. And Tokido is a god. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> a god who did that. not make Capcom Pro a god. Yeah. <sighs> He's still a god, though. <laughs> Still fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's okay. go to number four. Story. Story. So this one, obviously, a little more vague. Uh, it could be about anything that we want, but there's a lot of, obviously, things to talk about during the course of the year. So uh, I guess, Tubo, you go first again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my number three story of the year is rollback mattering to Japanese devs. Mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden, we're, we're hearing, you know, the, the whispers of, we understand it. And like you said, with the, the Japanese fighting game dev conference that they have, they mm -hmm. all knew it. They all knew what rollback <laughs> was. They all mentioned it. They all said they would like to implement things like that into their games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just the fact that Japanese devs are even mentioning it and understanding the importance to us. Yes. Uh, you know, getting good online play is a, is a big story within itself. Okay. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, my number three story of the year is uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus kind of getting robbed uh, during this year by the pandemic. Obviously, <laughs> there's a bigger part to that story. But Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, when it dropped, with all of its one-player content, with all of its accessibility and genius accessibility, plus, you know, pushing you to still actually use the motions in the game and everything, and just really interesting character designs, and it, everything about it was set up to for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus to be the next big thing. And a lot of us really felt like it was going to be the next big thing. You know, we thought it was going to have the biggest numbers at EVO. We thought it was just going to, like, be able to just become one of the most powerful forces. And unfortunately, the pandemic really robbed Grand Blue Fantasy Versus yeah. of that opportunity. Now, obviously, in my notes, I actually say Grand Blue Fantasy Versus robbed in parentheses for now of its chance mm. to shine. Do I think that they're done? No, not even close. Like, I think if we can somehow, you know, get through this pandemic quickly so that we're back to offline in 2025 or so, uh, I think that, you know, Grand Blue might actually have a chance to, to make a comeback. Um, like I said, it's a good game. So hopefully people will pick it up uh, and hopefully the offline events will be able to give it a chance to sh shine. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Uh, and my my pick is... Just getting back to do a little bit of other stuff. Uh, my pick for number three is not so dissimilar. It's just the importance of netcode finally mm -hmm. being realized. Uh, and this is something that, look, obviously very important this year. We all know that. So it's the unlucky start for Granblue is certainly a big part of this that drives home the point that even a game that has all this great stuff going for it as a game, not that it like did badly, right, in terms of our like FGC, but it could have been gigantic. I think we all expected yeah. it, and that didn't happen. Um, but on top of that, the the importance of netcode in, in other games too being recognized and being worked on, as you guys have mentioned, 
Japanese devs talking about it, actually allowing it to be put in in a fan-made version in Guilty Gear uh, XX Axe and Core Plus R, right? That kind of stuff. It'll be in Strive, good netcode in Strive. Even Capcom tried to work on it, you know, <laughs> and hey. But, uh, I mean, did, they improved did, it a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, they actually did improve it a little bit, right? So that kind of stuff. And then the fact that for games where the devs just aren't working on it anymore, the rise of Parsec, right? Yeah. So I think all mm-hmm. things were this. This to me was certainly one of the biggest things all year of, of basically, netcode could kind of kill a game or at least just prevent it from being how big it could have been. For games that did have good netcode, they were able to really succeed. A lot of people started playing Killer Instinct again, for yes. example. And then in the case of games that are, you know, they have bad netcode, nobody's working on them. The fact that we found ways to still play them online, this is all really important. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Uh, number two. What do you got, Brandon? Uh, my number two story was something that probably wasn't. Uh, well, it definitely wasn't like broadcast around the FGC. Um, Justin kept it kind of quiet-ish, uh, but he did talk about it on his stream. My number two story was Justin Wong reuniting with his family. Um, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was a really, really great thing that he was able to somehow convince Canada to let him <laughs> move in there. I, I don't know how they pulled that off, but I, I, I thought it was really, really awesome that after mm-hmm. almost a year, he finally uh, was reunited with his family. So yeah, yes, his his wife is Canadian, and yep. his wife and daughter have been up there. They have been up there, mm-hmm. and Justin lived in Las Vegas. Vegas. And has been trying to get out and go like be with his family for a while. Yeah, and then he's essentially missed with all the travel restrictions. It got yeah. even worse. Yeah, no, I was right. just about so, to say he's essentially missed the first year of being able to hang out with. Whoa, <laughs> uh, first year of being able to hang out with Harper and watch her grow. So. Yeah, that's, I'm sure, got to be very tough. They did try to do Zooming and stuff like that, but, you know, I can only imagine how must, how that must have felt. So so what, what what's going on with you, uh, Brandon? <laughs> Sorry, I... Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, my we're not hearing you if you're talking. Uh, oh, can you can you hear me now? Now I can. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I I got a, a phone call. Oh. So I'm, I'm turning I'm turning my phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Okay. No worries. We'll we'll continue forward here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go ahead. All uh, right, James. What do you got for number two? I mean, my number two story. So in 2019, uh, for story. Uh, my second was the battle for rollback netcode. So this year it's the continuing battle (laughs) 
for rollback netcode. As you guys have all talked about, it's obviously something that's very important. As uh, you know, Tubo mentioned, the devs were talking about it. Even the producer for Dragon Ball Fighters even mentioned. Like, it's something they have to talk about now. You know, even if it's sorry, we don't have any intention of putting it in there. They have to talk about it. And you know that Ki has gotten a resurgence because the netcode is so good. Them's fighting herds. You know, has gotten attention because of the rollback netcode. Even you know, it's just it's 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 such a big deal. And what happened with Strive, I think, is a massive, massive story. Uh, so it's just basically the continuing battle of rollback netcode, as you guys have kind of described. So there you go. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right, um, my um, what up? Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just didn't realize where I was. <laughs> no worries. What, what I was, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. No, no, no. It's, it's all good. Uh, this is the year that the FGC finally took content seriously, in my mind. I think okay. that's my number two here. This is the year that a lot of players finally built their streams. They finally built their YouTube channels. Uh, it's the year that people who aren't necessarily top players were able to do both of those things as well, right? Build their YouTube channel, build their Twitch channel. Or, you know, even if not to, like have great success, at least to try it and take it seriously uh, mm -hmm. in a way that they hadn't before. I feel like we've been talking about this for quite some time. In general, in the FGC, players would say things like, I don't know how to make a living doing this. It's too tough. And people would be like, well, diversify. Make make content. Like, to have another side. Because, you know, you look at what some other players have done in the FGC and in Smash and in other uh, genres as well. And they have built that for themselves. They've kind of built a situation where, like, they don't actually need to compete anymore. And and not just for them, but for commentators as well. Like, Sejam's in a situation where he doesn't, like, need to do commentary <laughs> anymore, even though I'm sure he, he would love to. Uh, but that's... Th this, this is a year where that, like, all really crystallized, I felt. And it was super, super cool to see. It was a year that we couldn't travel, so there was kind of, like, a very sudden impetus to, like, find something else to do. And a lot of people did do it. So congrats to everybody for doing so. Okay. Number one uh, story of the year, Tubo. Uh, I mean, we've already talked about it, we, all three of us, <laughs> but my number one is Parsec and online becoming okay. the new normal. Um, not even necessarily just Parsec or just online, but the fact that we've adjusted to online tournaments and online play being what we expect in our, our new normal. Um, I don't like the, the term of new normal, but that's kind of where we are, and I don't have a better way to describe it. And uh, things aren't looking like they're going to change anytime quickly this year. So, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought that was our normal story, is fighting games go online, <laughs> which is not something I ever expected to hear, but here we are. Yeah. Sounds right. Okay. Um, now, it feels like this is something that I would put into worst of the year but my number one story really is just covid pandemic and what it's done to the fighting game community because obviously it's bad everything's bad about it but there were a lot of weird silver linings that came out of it such as improving the net code and stuff so i didn't know if it would be fair to put it into the worst of the year obviously it's awful we've had all these events canceled we have lost 
a lot of people, you know, DJ Blues, for example, even even tangentially, like, you know, Katana Prime's mom has passed away due to COVID and everything. And it's been a very, very tough year for everyone. And, you know, it has kind of led to the everybody's got to make content. It's kind of led to the transition to online where online is starting to become more legitimate now. You know, would we have had the Rushdown versus Zaffirino? Was it Zaffirino? No, it was Rushdown versus somebody they had that little match it was rob tv but you know for the offline versus online player kind of no actually rob tv fought zafarino it was somebody i can't remember who it was but it's like uh there was so many things that this uh covid caused and so it really is the number one thread going through all of the uh you know, the FGC at this point, it created the cool online events that we have, the need for Parsec. And, you know, it, it basically helped generate a lot of the best and the worst. Clearly, it's the worst thing of the year. But to me, it felt more fitting to put it into story as opposed to worst. Sure, that works. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool, actually. Um, mine is not very different. Uh, it's that the, the FGC in response to COVID it persists, but also is fractured. Uh, so we have kept playing, we've kept organizing, we were still doing stuff. Where a, lot, a lot of us are still talking on Twitter and on Discords and whatever else we do. So I feel like I'm, my like day-to-day -day amount of hanging out with people in the FGC is kind of the same, to be honest, because I'm just still like on the same Discords and Twitter where it's not actually that different. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody in person, but my like day-to-day -day is actually pretty similar. It's just that um, I feel I feel that we're a little fractured at the same time. So as I was thinking about which matches I wanted to put on here, you know, in the past I've put lots of other stuff. I've put Tekken up there in the past. I've put games that like I don't necessarily play uh, in the past up there because I just it really enjoyed them, even though that's not something I tend to watch. I realized I haven't watched Tekken like basically the entire year, basically mm -hmm. the entire year. And what used to be the case was that I would sit down if I was at home on a Sunday or a Saturday and just like watch the FGC for the whole day, whatever tournament it was, whatever games there were, I would watch. And if I were at an event, I would do the same. I would be there watching the top eights, uh, whether I was there to commentate or not. Like I would just be there to hang out and watch. So I watched so many different games mm -hmm. and this year I don't. This year I basically only watched Street Fighter and Mortal and some Killer Instinct and that's really it. Uh, and that's that feels weird to me. And on top of that, you know, we have a really good situation in the Mortal Kombat scene where there's great weekly tournaments. PlayStation's doing it. The Pro Tour's back up. But even before that, the the grassroots had a really good set of tournaments going on regularly. And people in other scenes don't even know about this. And you just don't talk with people at, in a scene that you're not actively paying attention to. Yeah, you're like on Twitter and we're kind of like at a general high level all talking to each other. But you don't delve in in the same way, at least I don't, mm -hmm. that I always did before. So yeah. it, it, we're still going and I'm sure we'll get back to normality eventually. But right now we're definitely fractured. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. All righty. Um, yeah, no, that was one of the things that kind of bothered me too, because I have two Street Fighter five matches in my top three matches and that felt wrong, but it's just, like I said, I didn't even get a chance to watch the Wii Play stuff. I haven't seen a lot of other games and it's kind of, uh, 
frustrating this year. So, yeah, I mean, my my intake of tournaments and, and things like that are definitely at an all time low mm-hmm. <laughs> in 2020 compared to every year since 2009. So, yep. yeah, I, I agree. We're we're still here, but things aren't the same, and we can't go on like this forever. You know, like it's yeah. it's rough. I do feel that I may have actually watched more FGC content this year than ever before. A part of that certainly is that like I'm often traveling in other years. And so I, I'm not watching. I'm like mm-hmm. there, it's like doing it. And that wasn't the case this year. So I think that's part of it. But on top of that, there just there were actually a ton of online things to watch. And on top of that, because people were making more content, there's just a lot of streams and good YouTube stuff to watch. So I actually watched like a ton of fighting game things. But that's really just in the like two, two to three games that I actively pay attention to. And what happened in other games, I really have no idea. Right. Okay. All right. Well, worst of the year. <laughs> there was definitely a lot to cover in worst of the year. Um, so I guess uh, I'm starting first here on this one. So, so one of the things that I wanted to say about this category before we get started on this category was obviously there's a lot of very terrible things that happened this year. Uh, I tried to stick with some stuff that was definitely more fighting game related, you know, and uh, less, you know, world related, although obviously I can't avoid that. So number three I have for worst of the year um, was Nintendo. Because uh, literally, uh, Zygon was sitting here saying, so, like, someone's going to say Nintendo, and <laughs> there it was. <laughs> literally number three, Nintendo. There you go, because, I mean, talk about missing the boat. I mean, just dropping the ball. The way that they're shutting down Melee, and then they killed the Splatoon tournament, and... Oh, come on, you guys. You have, like, a gold mine sitting here for yourselves. Now, you know, obviously there was drama within the Smash community and stuff. Maybe they're trying to distance themselves from that. But there's a lot that they could do to really prop up the scene and just do some awesome things. For for goodness sakes, just do the Arxis thing and buy Slippy. And then just release it on your freaking, you know, uh, Switch. And cha-ching, <laughs> you know, obviously it's going to take a lot of extra licensing and lawyering and all that stuff like that. But my goodness, at this point in time, they just need to stop denying it. You know what I mean? Like embrace the melee at this point. We're so. not going to, man. Nintendo's yeah. made up their mind. Yeah. If they were literally to just get out of the way, that mm. would be better. Yeah, <laughs> right? Though, they uh, should support which they should, but if they just didn't bother getting involved at all, it'd be way better. Right. Well, yeah, they well, shut down good. the big house and everything. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah, it sucked. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. My number three, so I'm trying to do the same thing of keeping this uh, fighting game focused, although, of course, world events definitely had a big impact on us, but my number three is definitely more game-related. Uh, it is the murdering of the Altimore patch. <laughs> Street Fighter Five, the assassination of Ultimate. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. That mm. brief window of maybe a month where at least some Street Fighter Five players had good netcode. Yeah, I'd made it tougher on PlayStation Four players, but at least PC players, at least like some segment of the community 
had the ability to play online in a very strong and effective way. And we can do so from so far. I played against people so far away. I played against people in Tunisia and Saudi Arabia and Estonia and Japan, and just <laughs> Chile, like everywhere. And it was so, it was so great. It was so great. But then it died. Not just that it died. It's not like it like fell apart in its bed. Oh no, it's, no, it was murdered. Yeah. Murdered by Capcom. And then they tried to do their thing. And like we were saying before, they actually, you know, over time did approve it a little bit, but it is nothing like what it could be and probably should be. And that's a bummer and probably always will be. Mm -hmm. Okay, number two. Uh, oh, number three for you, too. Yeah. My number three was James Chen's old PC. Boy, <laughs> oh boy. And I absolutely hate seeing the show get desynced and then all the issues James had with editing and so on and so forth. Uh -huh. My favorite thing last year might have been James getting in. I didn't, I didn't get a new PC. I got nothing out of the deal. James got a brand new shiny PC and I feel like I got a new PC. So <laughs> that's, I, you know what? I wish Capcom would find James's old PC and let it have it too. Sing it right there with Altamore. Oh man. Dude, oh, man. so funny too. Cause that PC was like, it was fine before and it just the older it gets like you feel like it's all digital so it should just stay in within one set layer but like land obsolescence dude yeah it's get it it actually just like feels like it just got degraded like the the cells died or something oh man um that's fair <laughs> um <laughs> number two uh yeah was the way Capcom handled the Altimore patch, you know. Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. uh -huh. that's my number two. And you know, since David already talked about it a little bit, I do want to address something in the chat. You know, you know, someone asked, you know, how do you justify the Altimore patch with it ruining the PlayStation players' experience? Yeah, that was one of the biggest problems with Altimore's patch. But if Capcom just adopted it and did almost exactly the same thing that the Altimore patch did and rolled it out to the PlayStation, it would no longer be a problem only for the PlayStation. We literally had something that worked and I'm not sure why Capcom didn't just go with exactly that. Like it, it feels like there's a little bit of that Japan pride, like, no, we'll figure out our own way to fix this kind of thing. And, uh, that it was just frustrating because like i said when the altimore patch was out i never had street fighter 5 on pc i got it specifically to try out the altimore patch and i remember playing it and i was like this is the first time i felt like i've been able to take it this seriously playing. it was a new game it yeah. was like a new game to come out I felt like it was the first time I was like, my God, I can actually take this seriously. And it was fantastic. I loved it. And uh, yeah, like you said, what we got in replacement, not bad, but we obviously, look, I know as a developer, the Ultimate patch probably could have came with a lot of bugs. Do I really think Capcom went and tested it, that fix, and found a bunch of bugs at that, that they couldn't roll that out? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. So uh, I'm really sad about that. We could have had Street Fighter V. And, you know, for this pandemic, you know, for the Olympics that it was supposed to be on, I got canceled and everything like that. It could have been just like it would. This year would have been great if we had that patch going in, in the way that it was. So. Uh, it makes me sad. 
it's so weird. I hadn't even thought about the fact that Street Fighter was going to be involved in the Olympics in like six months. It just hasn't <laughs> even been on my radar for so long. It's so weird. Yeah, that that history, uh, that that potential history just yeah. never happened. Man, and you know they put out those tracksuits for the characters that were going to match yeah. each country's flag, and we're never going to get those flags now. Like we're never going to get all those colors for those tracksuits. Yeah, that would have been so dope. All we got is the red, white, and blue. That's true. Actually, would have been sick to have that for a bunch of different countries. But yeah, it would have been really cool. Maybe next year, it's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see. Probably, it's probably. Well, no, it would have to be twenty twenty two, right? Summer games. No, they propo- they postponed the Olympics one year. Oh, so it's okay, be- okay. <laughs> it's currently scheduled for this year, but <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two, two years later. Yeah. All right. Well, my number two is of that the world shut down and we just didn't have anything to do for a while. That it was that period in particular that really stands out in my mind. Eventually we started doing more online tournaments. Eventually people turned to content more and there was a lot of cool stuff to watch. And and it felt like there was kind of like a, okay, this is the state of the world. We're gonna be stuck here for the foreseeable future. Let's do the things we have to do. But that period between basically like the weekend that I was there for Final Combat, when <laughs> things started to just get shut down, when people had traveled there and right. landed, their planes landed, and they took out their phones and they I found the news that that. Oh. that the the last chance qualifiers were, were canceled and that the in-person spectators could not come in. From from that period right there to maybe I don't know June felt like there just was nothing going on in that GC. Like, it was just entirely only bad news. Only bad mm-hmm. news. There was some game stuff still happening. Like, it wasn't literally only bad news. But from the community side of things, uh, maybe it was even longer than June, it was really only bad news. Mm-hmm. This tournament's getting shut down. That tournament's getting shut down. We no longer have access to this. We no longer have access to this. This uh, land center or arcade is going to close. Like, that was just the news for, like, three <sighs> months. Yep. And sure. that was that was really tough. That was really hard. Uh, and it's been hard, of course, even now that we still can't do things offline, at least where we live. And it's you know not getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, we have kind of adapted. It still sucks. We have kind of adapted. But in particular, those those few months were really terrible. Okay. Right, uh, my turn is I'm, I'm up, right? Yeah, you're, you're number up. two. My number two was Brutal Democracy. Mm-hmm. Screwing over, screwing over everybody <laughs> and just kind of being behind the scenes a giant douchebag of a uh, esports organization. I mean, it turned out that it was pretty much just a pyramid scheme. And I feel bad for James that he was tricked into being included in that. So, yeah, by far, number two is brutal democracy for me. Tubo's just coming at me man He's i really my, am on the worst PC. first your computer then your esports team i mean what's what's it gonna be next it's gonna be nathan i hate nathan all of a I'll, sudden i'll tell you guys this little behind the scenes every story here when we were coming up with the categories and i was like all right look here's the categories we did the first thing david replies was james you can't put yourself for worst of the year <laughs> And I said, that's actually a really good idea. And so David made a new rule that we were not allowed to nominate ourselves for any categories here. That was the James can't put himself as the worst of the year. 
But I guess it doesn't matter because Tubo has it all under control for me here. Thank you. Don't worry, James. I got you, man. You got me, dude. You got, my, you got my back. I appreciate that. I want to point out that I didn't just come waltzing into the Discord being like, guess what? James is probably going to call himself first. There was, there was some conversations that led up to that that made that yeah. seem like it might have been a possibility. But. Yeah. In any case, it was a very cool. fair thing for David to say. Let's put it that way. It's a very fair thing. So my number one worst thing of the year, which I imagine is probably going to be all of our worst of the year, maybe, uh, was the FGC slash online streaming Me Too movement. You know, the, the all of that stuff that happened, all the terrible things that came from the smash community drama finding out what was happening in sky's house uh wizard you know having the story come out and now he had to be kicked out of evo and everything there was just it was you talked about how there was nothing but bad news and bad news in around that time in june and that was definitely it that was definitely it like it was awful to to see that. I mean, it's I, I kind of hinted at it at the Nintendo thing with all the drama that's been happening in the Smash community, but I mean, it was just a it was a awful moment, and you know, in in a weird way, like maybe a good thing from the pandemic because we were all getting so kind of like wound up and nothing was, ha and then so it all just kind of came out. But it's good that it came out, but it really shined a light on the state of the fighting game community. And again, I don't want to paint the fighting game community in particular as anything bad. Cause like I said, it happened on streaming. Like, uh, what was the one, it, the, 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 that emote, I forgot which one, what it was. Uh, but that one got banned as well because he had, uh, some information re released about him and, uh, bless RNG. That's what it was. Yes. Thank you. There was so many, uh, things that came out in the gaming industry and for me like i said it's awful i hate it you know like for example wizard was a really good friend of mine right you know and to find out this kind of stuff about him really kind of hurts you know you're just like this is this is somebody that i knew and you know i thought he did a lot of great things for the fgc and now i find out this and it just it sucks right so it's just it's one of those hard things to handle but at the same time if it allows us to move forward, if it allows us to be a better space for people, then that's what we have to do. So, you know, again, as I've always mentioned, let's not get back to normal. Let's get back to better. And this is all a part of that kind of this whole situation. So that's Would my you say you want to build back better, James? Yeah, I want to build back better. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> well, my number one is the same. Yeah. I think that's basically got to be it. I think that that's related to my number two and three are related. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. The fact that we were all at home and that there were not any in-person things going on, on the one side kind of makes us stew a little bit and make you makes you think about the bad things, right? That's, I think, that many of us experienced that this year. And so, you know, you focus on that a little bit more. At the same time, not having to be in a room with somebody who was your abuser or one many other issues that had happened and knowing that you weren't going to be for the next long period of time for sure we didn't know that it would be worse than ever in january of the next year but like we had you know none of us was like this is going away anytime soon right it was going to be a long time 
And so knowing that you could, if, if it was, you know, tough for you to do so thinking you have to face these people soon, you could out them without having to be fearful, right? right? Which is actually good that you, that you could, that people could do that. Um, so, so being at home due to COVID was a big part, I think, of why we ended up getting this, not just in the FGC, but elsewhere. And yeah, again, that's, it's important. It's one of those things that was very, very hard during the time, especially as it, as it began, uh, and it kind of began to really spill. And it was at some point, you know, difficult to even keep track of everything that was going on. Uh, but it was as hard as it was also really important. And I hope that we could do better in the future as well. So my number one is not what you guys picked. Okay. And I'll actually explain why in a little bit, but my number okay. one was COVID-19. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and not, not just the fact that like, duh, we're in a pandemic, but the fact that it decimated what we knew the FGC was, we got in total like three offline events all year round. <laughs> um, and one of them was the we play event that was invite only. One of them was frosty Faustings. The other one was Evo, uh, online. And I guess there was reflex, but I didn't approve a reflex because that happened like at the end of March and we knew the dangers of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel like that shouldn't have happened, so I don't want to reward it. I mean, I love K-Brad. I watched the event. I love Marvel, but it, it, it should have been canceled. Regardless yeah. of that, though, um, the reason I didn't, because I, I did originally have um, the exposure of, you know, pedophilia and, right. and et cetera, as my number one. I think the outcome of all that happening, everything that happened is right. absolutely okay. terrible. Don't wish it on anyone, but the outcome is positive. The outcome mm -hmm. is we pushed out a bunch of abusers in the FGC. Yep. Um, so while I don't want any of that stuff to ever happen again, I'm pissed off that it happened at all. I'm glad that those people are gone. And as much as it sucked, because there's people that were abusers that I that were friends. I'm not going to name names, but that I thought were friends, and I, I I trusted them, and I learned that I couldn't trust them. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm glad that those people were exposed and have been pushed out. And for the most part, we haven't heard from any of them, which good, get out and be gone. <laughs> uh, so I did originally have that listed as my number one, but I changed it because be gone, pedophiles, you know, be gone, rapists. We don't want you here. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Sounds right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> FGC member of the year. So, uh, here's the thing, here's the thing. So, uh, just so people understand what this category is, this is kind of designed because we have player of the year, we have commentator of the year. Well, th well, there's a lot of people who do a lot of cool things behind the scene that aren't content creators and et cetera, et cetera. So we wanted to make sure that we, uh, rewarded them as well. So that's what FGC member of the year is. So, uh, David, you are starting with your number three. Okie dokie, my number three is uh, Eli, aka Bodied Novel. He's been doing so much work on the Code of Conduct. He basically coordinated oh, efforts okay, on okay. the Code of Conduct. He is a writer, he's you know somebody who's been in the FGC, but he, when all these t you know, terrible news came out, uh, he basically put together a, well, he had a Discord, and it kind of just became the new fighting game community code of conduct discord still exists people are still working on it to try to set things up hopefully it shouldn't be long now until that's kind of out there and publicized but that was a tremendous amount of work and it's thankless work 
and it's not just thankless, but like the kind of stuff that gets you, you also get attacked because you're trying to stop other people from being attacked. Uh, that it's not easy work to do. And he's been spending a huge amount of time on it, coordinating things even still. I think that's an extremely important thing. And one of the biggest takeaways from the year is, is that focus on that, on having a code mm -hmm. of conduct and mm -hmm. taking it more seriously. Mm -hmm. He's been at the front of the line for that. Cool. Uh, my number three is Kevin Sparks. Uh, a lot of people know him as a, you know, upper level fighting game player from New Jersey. Uh, Kevin Sparks has became a creator of music. Uh, he creates beats mm. and raps himself. Um, and while doing that, while creating this fantastic music, man, I, I honestly, like, I can't give him enough credit, enough praise for his music. His music kind of got me through 2020. Um, and uh, I, I just, I, yeah, I thought, it, I think, I think it's incredible that someone can create beautiful music and play Grand Blue and other games at such a high level. I mean, he was placing top three at NLBC, you know, on Wednesday nights, and then going home and streaming the creation of his new song of this, you know, the same night. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, so my number three is Kevin Sparks. Okay, that's a good one. Uh. <clears throat> In true Tasty Steve fashion, my number three is a bunch of ties. So I know somebody in the chat was asking for, you know, the the classic Tasty Steve ties. But uh, I really wanted to give a shout outs to all the people who were really ramping up the online events and doing so consistently as well. So I have here listed Super Joe Monday. I have here listed Jeff the Hero, Tong Never Sleeps, Mr. Aquaman, you know, the Salt Mine League, Andy OCR and his wife, Angela, you know, uh, just everybody who's been doing their job of keeping these scenes alive. You know, um, I just feel like with this the world that we're in, that was such an important role and to have somebody uh, stand out and, you know, to have the people in the community. Cause like, honestly, like for example, Samurai Showdown, if it wasn't for Andy and Angela, who knows what would be, would anybody be playing right now? You know? And I know Mr. Aquaman was doing a bunch of really great stuff for the NRS scene, running these events all the time. So yeah, uh, Tong obviously helping revive uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three practically. So those are that that's my tie for number three. Woo! -hoo. <laughs> All right. Um. So it's me back to me, right? Yeah. All right. It's the people at Matarino, including Sermi and everybody else involved. That's hey. done a lot of stuff on that, and okay. that has been huge. They paid out over a million dollars in prizes in 2020 <laughs> that's not only the fgc but the fgc is a huge part of that and and uh arturo and vic uh, they themselves just on the team spooky stuff i believe over a hundred thousand dollars that's sick that for this year so that is that's really cool amazing actually that in this time of all these terrible things happening that they provided a way for people to kind of band together and still provide pots for players and, and to, to, to give people who are watching uh, stuff to check out and the little stores that they have. And it just, it really felt like a, a way to keep the community going as well. And they did an awesome job at that. So thank you. Art says $119,000 for Team Spooky. 
Yeah, giving away for NLBC. Dude, I've given away almost like $300 in my little tiny eight-man Soul Calibur (laughs) tournaments, dude. Like like $300 to $400, dude. It's amazing. It's, I, like, I'm gonna start entering my own tournament. Yeah, I mean, I am entering my own tournament, but I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't win. So, but you know, that's a whole other story. So, uh, I think that's so cool. Yeah. So, okay. Thanks to them, that was really a bright spot in the year. That was your number two, David, or that was my number two. Yeah. yeah okay. 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 I forgot where we were exactly. Okay. Uh, so my number two is a guy that I actually was on his stream last night. Uh, doing a Killer Instinct 3v3 player draft that I drafted Ultra David and to Kill Sage to my team. Uh, we're going to win the event, by the way, just so you all know. Uh, Devil May Care 4. He has gone, He went out of his way in the year 2020 to make sure that Killer Instinct had super dope content coming out. Uh, he's been running a 3v3 series that usually features a captain with a team that they select or draft. Um He's doing really, really cool, big things with KI. He's partnering with Brandon uh, to do things with KI World Cup. I just really love people, you know, in the year 2020, 2021, actually putting an effort for Killer Instinct. Uh, DMC4 used to be a top player in the game. He's one of the best EJ combos. Uh, and he's kind of moved in more of a, of a TO content created role. So, yeah, that was uh, he's number two on my list for FGC member of the year. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, my number two for FGC on the list, again, kind of a tie, but uh, so apologies, but there's always All a right. theme here. It's the, yeah, exactly. It's the uh, person slash crew behind Slippy and also the crew behind Guilty Gear Accent Core Rollback. The guys who basically went back. And you know what? I, honestly, oh yeah, Fizzy, that's what it was. Um, and honestly, I didn't have it written down, but I'm going to put Crystal Dynamics there too because, you know, uh, they were doing a lot of work with the old, like, Garou Mark of the Wolves and Samurai Shadow 5 and just showing how much putting rollback in a game spikes the game's sales on Steam. Those guys who have gone back to retrofit old games with uh, rollback and so much to the point that Arxis actually just took the code that they were developing and gave them the resources and paid them to make this game, I think, is uh, to, to put the rollback into Accent Core. And, and I mean, the kind of revival that game got was ridiculous. So uh, shout outs to all the people who have been hard at work putting rollback into our old games. Thank you. No, not... Did I say Crystal did Dynamics? Crystal I didn't mean... Dynamics? Did I say Crystal Dynamics? Uh, shoot, what was I it? Think, I think you did. I did, did say Crystal Dynamics. I did say Crystal... I meant... Shoot, what can I... Code, Code Mystics is what you're Code right? Mystics. Code Mystics. See? Yeah. See, this is what I mean. You see how the names... Like, it's the way my brain works, right? It begins with a C, there's a Y, and it ends with X at the end of the... Like, I can't get the two names not confused because that's how I see words. Like, it's, I wasn't ragging on you. It's fine. It's, that's yeah, the way yeah, it I works. Be, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. letting you go, man. I was going to let it rock and say, yeah, I can't wait for the new Tomb Raider. Code Mystics, my bad. Code Mystics. Oh, God. I hate my brain. Anyways. Worst of the year, James Chen. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, before I say my number one, I just want to say it was really hard to pick people this year because I think a lot of people did a great job. And I went back and was like, "All right. Well, I probably shouldn't pick the same people that I've picked in the past." Just like everybody who I was like, "I should go with these people." Right. Uh, 
<laughs> so it was it was hard, and it's going to be that I leave a lot of people out uh, who I think did really really great stuff. But um, anyway, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about if I can find it again. Come on, here it is. Hey, everybody who pioneered Parsec. That's my piece. Okay. Jason and Tong and everybody involved who made that work and and helped help Twitch do it and convinced Capcom somehow to be cool with that and Marvel to somehow be cool with that <laughs> and, and ran Sam Show tournaments and all the stuff that people have been running on. Yeah. It just just year. a quick shout outs also to Dat Hazy who was very instrumental in that development okay. as well. So. Yeah, that to me was extremely important. Extremely important for a lot of people to be able to play the games that they love. So thanks mm -hmm. for all that. It's been a lot of cool watching as well as playing this year as a result. Yeah, it's been dope. Uh, my number one person this year uh, is a guy who, I mean, it kind of plays into what you just said. One of the guys who have really pushed forward with Parsec and everything. And uh, my FGC member of the year is Tong, Tong Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you that don't know, his wife was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, she's been battling cancer, and rather than pack it all in, rather than say, you know what, it, it was fun, but I'm done here, guys, he doubled down on hosting events. He he went really hard, and uh, he kind of put his faith in the community. And for someone to have their wife or, you know, a, a close family member at all go through something like that and kind of just dive into the FGC and say, you know what, I can't, you know, fix my wife's cancer, but... What I can do is rely on you guys to be my backbone and, and mm -hmm. lead me through the darkness. And, and Tong really, sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. I feel so <laughs> bad for the guy. Um, yeah, I just, I'm so proud of Tong to see everything he's done for Marvel. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for, for him and his wife. Yeah. It's a great pick. Yeah, if in case you guys don't know, I mean, do you know if the GoFundMe is still going for his wife at this point in time? Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's still going or not, but if you guys want to help out Tong, you can always go to uh, twitch.tv forward slash Tampa Never Sleeps. Uh, you can donate there as well as you can um, subscribe to his channel. I mean, all that money is going towards his wife's treatment, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Uh... I'm sure this is one of the people that David was talking about how he gave awards before to these people uh, in the past year. But a lot of the things that I've been talking about is about the online tournaments. I praised Fightcade for, you know, giving old games, uh, you know, a chance to come back. You know, you talked about Match Arena. You talked about all these things. And I feel like there's one person who's kind of behind a ton of this stuff. And that is, of course, Mr. Arturo Sanchez, uh, who is my number one FGC member of the year. He's, yeah, he's not only running these Soul Calibur terms, doing KOF, he's doing Marvel. And, and dude, the way that he's figured out how to do all these crazy stream qualities. When we did the Matcherino Cup, he was sending us pretty much crystal clear feed of the tournament that we could restream ourselves on there. Uh, honestly, like, I feel like he is doing so much work for the FGC and then he won NLBC on top of that. Right. Even <laughs> while doing all of that stuff. So, what a Lord. I mean, you know, like you said, he's been doing work with Matcherino and that has managed to get the FGC paid this year in a way where we couldn't because 
Online tournaments are considered gambling in like seven states, and so you have to exclude them, but Macharino gets around that, etc., etc. So, and he also helps with the, <coughs> excuse me, Bless you. <coughs> you know, the Bless NLBC you. stuff as well. So he's just doing everything. And like I said, the work that he puts in also into the technology side of things, like I said, he's not just streaming us MVC2. He is streaming us pixel perfect, the clearest MVC2 with the most accurate colors that you could possibly ever ask for <laughs> on the streams. And it is, it is immaculate. The amount of technology, I mean, I asked him a long time ago how to get all this super gun stuff and he just started going off. And I was like, oh my God, this rabbit hole is way deeper than I thought it was. And the amount of knowledge that he has for this and the kind of work that he's putting on for it is extremely important. And if we are going to go towards a strong online scene, Arturo is already at the forefront of this, and he's already leading us into it uh, in the best way possible. So shout outs to Mr. Arturo Sanchez. Big ups to you, everybody. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, uh, we are halfway through it. Can we take a short break? Yes. Yeah, I need some water. Because I got to take a whiz. But that's great. <laughs> All right. You sounds okay. good. Guys, we will be right back in about uh, five, ten minutes. So depending on how long of a break David needs. That's not going to take me five minutes. I can guarantee okay. you that. Just wasn't <laughs> sure if you needed to drop the kids off at the pool. That's all. So, no, yeah. no. Okay. Everybody's already at home. All right. Let's go. There That's we like go. the right one to me. Whoops. And there's some... Ah, sorry about that. Some uh, oh. <laughs> some uh, formatting errors there. All right, we're back. Welcome to the Ultra Chen annual Ultra Chen TV Awards show for 2020. We are going to be moving on to the next character, which category, which is Content Creator of the Year. Fancy. Wait, what, where are we at on the rotation? Who goes next? I believe it's you. If it's it seven, yeah, if it's seven, then we're back to the beginning again. So, yes, you're at number yeah. three. Well, uh, my number three content creator of the year going with my, I guess, uh, the, the theme I've had going all night is I Heart Justice. Oh, the, wow. the Marvel player, the Ultimate Marvel 3 player, uh, he really, really dove into content creation this year. He's been streaming consistently. I shouldn't say this year, last year now. Uh, he streamed consistently all through 2020, um, and the, the stuff he's been making has been really entertaining. Uh, I've said that I haven't really watched much uh, fighting game content this year, and that is true, but I have watched a lot of iHeartJustice because what he's been doing has been hilarious. Like, It's just really lighthearted, fun stuff where he plays Marvel. Whoa, that looked so <laughs> terrible, David. You just took a big old chunk right off that cat's butt. Matter of fact, that's my number one worst of the year now. I take back everything I said about COVID. Holy crap. That <laughs> I, saw that <laughs> I saw that too. I saw that too. My entire damn thought, dude. Oh, man. Clips, clip that, please. I hate it when people say clip that, but clip that, please, because oh, we yeah, are definitely retweeting that, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, oof. Well, anyways, I heard justice. My number <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, that uh, was awful. My my number three uh, is a uh, 
new content creator this year. He was not a content creator formerly in the past. No, I'm, I'm kind of kidding. But, you know, it's it's kind of in the same way of what Tubo was talking about in his stories of the year. My number three content creator of the year is Justin Wong, actually, because hey. he calls himself a content creator now. He's like, I am a content creator. And honestly, yep. he's been kind of killing it that way. One, he creates very fun content. Like, the way that he does content is really enjoyable. The way that he plays it, and, you know, he's obviously good, so it's fun watching him beat up on people, but he's had some great moments, like the like the Daigo Perry almost revisited thing. Uh, but also, he's run a bunch of his own events, too. He ran some CVS2 tournaments and uh, all these other things like that. So, and then, you know, to do that and being able to try to keep his spirits up on stream you know, mm -hmm. while he's in this kind of pandemic situation, separated from his family and everything like that. And now it's just adorable because when you see him stream, Harper is like on his lap while he's streaming and she's like trying yeah, to hit the horrible. buttons and ruin his combos and stuff like that. And it's, it's really awesome. And, you know, Justin is one of those people who, you know, has always wanted to be a family man, right? That's something that was a major goal of his and for him to achieve that and then to be able to transition so well into the content creation, get all these sponsors, be super consistent with it is really not very easy. So that he's my number three content creator of the year. Mm -hmm. My number three is the group of uploaders on YouTube who take matches <coughs> from games like Street Fighter V and CFN, and as well as from Mortal Kombat 11, and they they just put a bunch of matches up for you to watch. And this is like a huge percentage of the fighting game content that I've watched this year is people who. Uh, like Maniaco Games and SFV Fan and Caroso mm -hmm. and Mestatsu and Tanjaru. Like, I've watched so many hours of each of these this year. It's just a really great way to keep on top of what characters are doing and what players are doing. And it's been really cool to, you know, get a, get a chance to see, like, how top players are are playing online right and in many cases they don't know that this is going to be like seen by anybody they're just playing on cfn or whatever it is so it's not something you can take super seriously but it's it's like a guy it's like a little window into like at any time you can watch these people play and i've really appreciated that I, it's something i've been watching for many years ever since that began to come out in street fighter four days i've always really liked uploading like that and be able to watch what other people are doing and for me that has been super important this year cool okay Tubo, your number two. Uh, my number two is a guy who has been at it for a while now. I mean, he's not new to content creation, but I do feel like he uh, kind of really fell into the role. He stepped up and put his stuff out there this year, and that's Brian F. Yeah. Yes, I picked a Street Fighter V content <laughs> creator for my number two <laughs> before David points that out. Uh, yeah, Brian F. has been putting out great stuff. Um in the past, he and I have had a, a bit of a rivalry with Street Fighter Four. We would go back and forth. He played Balrog, which that character absolutely destroys mine. But regardless, uh, yeah, Brian F is uh, he's doing his thing out there, man. And I really like that. Uh, I really like the stuff he's putting out. I like I said, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of stuff, but I have watched Brian F stuff, and it's really good. Yeah, Brian F is one of the people that I wanted to put on my list. Unfortunately, he just missed it. So. He's honorable mention for me. Uh, my number two is actually 
Logan Sama and the Fighting Words team. Oh, okay. Actually, because and the round one, round two stuff. Look, the turnaround time he has on the round one and round two stuff is crazy. And but it's so awesome that we get these interviews with the players beforehand, all these storylines. The fighting yeah. word stuff is put together really well. And as a person who's edited and knows about all this kind of stuff, that is just not easy. The stuff <laughs> that he is doing right now is not easy at all. And so I really have to give them props. Uh, I, I We've talked about this for years, David, that we've wanted pre-shows like this forever. And so the fact that they're doing these kind of things is really, really cool. So shout outs to Logan Sama, F Word, uh, and uh, everybody else who helps with the show as well. Uh, jammers for example uh they're they're killing it and i hope they keep up with it like i said they're even doing it for the japan shows the u.s shows and everything that they're basically killing their sleep schedule for so yeah yeah good job to them and it's stuff that we've always wanted in the fgc and i'll I'll admit it i'm jealous like i wish i could be a part of that you know because it's it's such a cool idea it's something that i've always wanted to do so shout outs to them yeah i think that's great i totally agree with you Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is FGC Translated. Oh, Watched yeah, of course. a lot of that. I really love FGC Translated. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a great way to... The Japanese scene has always been very strong, and we all know it in, like, every game. But right. it's for me, as somebody who doesn't speak Japanese, it's like <laughs> I get a brief window into it now and then, but, like, I don't know what any of these guys thinks about anything. I get to see them play a game every now and then, typically. But I don't know what they're thinking about anything because it's just in a different language and it's rare to get it translated. And I was always really happy to see it translated. In the past, sometimes people have taken that effort, just not very commonly. So this year, FGC Translated did a ton of it. Uh, they, whoever does it, I don't actually know, uh, took a break of a couple months in the middle. But other than that, it's been really consistent looking at the Japanese scene. Oftentimes it's Daigo, but other people show up pretty commonly as well. And that's been great to just just honestly like have a window into what the Japanese Street Fighter scene is thinking and doing right. is something that uh, I just had not had very often. And mm-hmm. I was really happy to have it as often as we did this year. Yeah, I like knowing what Daigo's thoughts on Crocs are. Dude, honestly, <laughs> like, so I never really watched Daigo stream because I don't speak Japanese. And like, he's a great player. And that part might be fun, but other people are great players who, like, I can understand them as well. So I watch them. Right, sure. But his, yeah, I mean, the trans, FGC Translated, like, makes him hilarious. And I assume that's, like, true to form. Like, he, like he's he's having a really good time <laughs> stream, and it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch through FGC yeah. Translated for me. Yeah, for sure. I, I love I that comment, by the way. Wearing blue Crocs show how brave you are. <laughs> so good. Most uh, people get black or or gray Crocs, but or just the standard the true, orange. The true Croc yeah. connoisseur. <laughs> Look over the sky blue. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, when I, when I read that, I was dying. That was good. Okay. Uh, back to me. Are we on numero uno now? I think so. is that number one already. Are we at? I did my number two last time. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. My my number one. This guy needs no introduction. It's Sajam. Oh, nice. Jam has, has grinded his way to, I mean, he was always kind of a streamer, kind of a content creator, but in the year 2020, that dude really, really put his yeah. nose at the grindstone and 
I mean, you know, besides Ultra Chan TV, of course, <laughs> Sage Jam is definitely the, the number one content creator in the FGC right now, I feel. Don't <laughs> <laughs> man. I had a, I mean, that's what happens when you eat cat ass like that. I mean, Jesus, you're going to just you're gonna choke yourself to death at this point in time. <laughs> um, He's like, Jasmine never jumps on your desk. Yeah, ever. It's always Nathan. And as soon as they... <laughs> <laughs> down there. There's there's Jasmine ready to get her yeah. ass eaten. Ugh. Oh man. But uh oh, man. so right. I mean I had Sejam as number one last year and FGC translated as number two last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um you know, but you know, last year I remember everyone's like, you know what, James, just put who you feel like is number one as number one. You know, don't care if it's repeat and stuff like that. Now, the person that I have as number one, I've never had them as number one for content creator of the year before, but I had had them as number one in FGC member of the year before we had the content creator of the year. So it's technically not a repeat. My number one content creator <laughs> of the year is High Fight because uh, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. has put in as much work as High Fight. In this community, he's still doing everything that he did before with all the highlights. And then he started doing those frame analysis videos, which are excellent oh, to so teach good. you so what the heck is going on. And took the time to put rollback into footsies and release footsies on Steam and is research and researching. How do we know? Oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say, how do we know the high fight isn't more than one person? I think there's no way. There's no way the high fight's not more than one person. This dude is doing everything. <laughs> I think there's he is. no way. This is a conglomerate. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this could be just called the high fight award at this point because. Like I said, he's even researching and how to try to put cross-platform play on the footsies. I remember when yep. he first created footsies, you know, he was just like, I, I have no idea how to do net play. He's like, I have no clue how this works at all. And then as soon as the Canons put out GGPO on the MIT, you know, license or whatever, he was like, well, time to put it in the foot, put, roll it in the footsies. And, you know, shove it right in the footsies. Dude, the, the, the amount of stuff that he has created this year, I don't know if he sleeps. I mean, I don't know if he does anything else. This man consumes, I mean, he, I feel like he's Calvin Hobbes. Like you said, he has that, you know, the box where he duplicated himself and there's like seven high fights running around. I, I just don't, he says he's at work right now. Man has a job. Like, I, yeah, like what? <laughs> he says he has a job. What? You know, and it's crazy, dude. And, and again, when you look at those frame analysis videos and he shows the little arrows that move along with the characters and do all that stuff like that, as a person who has video edited before, that is not even easy to do. It's just like, oh, I gotta put the arrow here, put the arrow here, you know, mark the distance and try to make it match. It's not like you're just like, drag the arrow and it goes with you as you're, like, it's crazy. And he just retweets like highlight clips from like random streams, never my streams, because I don't play Street Fighter or fighting games anymore more that's fine but you know <laughs> but like he i don't know like does he watch everything is he watching like you know I'm el chicote you, stream and, it's, it's crazy dude he's he like he's he basically too high fight right what's like, that he's getting right. he's he's got to be getting link recommendations like video recommendations in his inbox he has a bot or so there's something happening there's something happening for sure dude he's he's like 
at like 50 to 60 K followers now, I think at some point or, or something like yeah. that on Twitter, Good. because yeah, he is, he is I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah. He is absolutely the most important, one of the most important content creators in the community. Absolutely. And absolutely. yeah. So Good. Good yeah, big shout outs to high fight for all the stuff that he does. So there you go. Thank you. High fight. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to my, 2019 pick of high fight as well but still very <laughs> yeah i sure i knew which year that was yeah uh anyway great pick my number one is sajam okay sajam killed it yeah you're absolutely yeah. right he he has been streaming like he's had a successful stream but it really blew up it grew, and, it grew and last year to this year especially yeah like he's getting 1k pretty consistently now which is super awesome uh, he's he's done a great job at getting people into fighting games and like uh, getting concepts out about fighting games as well. And he's just a funny guy to hang out and, and listen to. You know, as you're like he he tends to come on like as I'm in my workday, and I'll have him on in the background, just hanging out. You know, just listening to him, kind of half listening, chuckling along. Like it's a really good stream, really chilled out, and I'm I'm really happy for him. I think it's so cool that he's been able to build that for himself. Sejam's Sejam's role in my life as a streamer is what Ultra Chen used to be. So you know, like on Tuesday, I would just like come in as a mod, say a bunch of yeah. random shit, and rile <laughs> up the crowd, and then leave. That's exactly what I do to Sejam stream. I I go in, I post like something that I feel will be a copy pasta that's like an actual story from my life, and then lo and behold, his chat copy pasta whatever the hell I said, and Sejam goes, "Oh God damn it." <laughs> So yeah, he's he's the new ultra trend for me. That's that's, that's what I do. I just go rile up his stream and then leave. That's awesome. I just I just really wish that you know he wouldn't stream so early in the morning. I mean, it's like during my bedtime, you know. <laughs> in the afternoon. It's on after I've already been streaming for like three hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that actually is the case. Yeah, I don't uh, want to talk about what time I woke up yesterday. I made the mistake a couple of nights ago of trying to do that thing well. My sleep schedule is so off, I'm going to stay up the whole night. And that failed, and it just spiraled out of control. So Yeah, then you just stay up 36 hours straight. That's what I tried, and I failed. And then well, No, went, I mean, like, like you'll try to stay for the 24. Yeah, and then you yeah, go, yeah. Oh, I'm not tired. Then you're up for another 36. And before you know it, it's 6 in the morning again. Yeah, dude. Oh, my yep, sleep schedule I've done that before, man. Don't worry. That's so suck. garbage right now. I'll say, Jen, before we move on from this, I just want to also say that uh, he, like, wasn't allowed to do commentary this year. Uh, for some stuff that I think he really should have been picked for. And yeah. that super sucks. So I'm glad for him that at least he does have the stream that he's managed to build. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. he, I'm I mean, sure would love to do it, but like he's not. And so at least he's got this thing going for him and he's done a great job. Yeah. Joker, I wish my bedtime. Like... <clears throat> no, Joker, I wish my bedtime was 4 a.m. Let's just put it that way. So if I could get to bed at 4 a.m., that's a win for me. Um, one of the things I will say uh, about that, though, is that Sejam has approached Eris territory now, where Eris yeah. really has to just be like, do I want to do this commentary gig for a few hundred dollars or stay at home and stream and make more than that? You know, right. and Sejam really has that power right now. I mean, yeah, we... That's awesome. I talked to him about certain events and he was just like, I can't believe you guys are taking that. 
<laughs> he doesn't need to take these events. <laughs> Listen, Jam, not all of us are so blessed to have a, a thousand viewers per stream. Yeah. Okay? Not all of us are raking in a whole dollar every time we run, we run an ad, all right? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could talk about stuff a little bit more about how much we made this year on commentary. But I'll tell you right now, uh, it is it is it is not pleasant at all. So you know, if uh, it's a job, it's not a job. It's not a career. No, it has to be budget by something else. No. If I have it my way, James, by the year 2022, we will be openly talking about that stuff because we shouldn't be afraid of it. But yeah, I know. that's a whole different show and a whole different topic. So yeah, correct. Yeah. All right, we move on. Well, that wouldn't have happened this year, Wasik. Let me just put it that way. Every company used the pandemic as an excuse to shred their budgets to Which is non-existence. the dumbest thing in the world because gaming absolutely blew up in the year 2020. Yep. But mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. Well, look, there were lots of really, really great content creators and streamers this year. That's part of why... One of my stories of the year was about the rise of content. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should take the content seriously because there were lots of players, lots of commentators, lots of folks who I just hadn't heard of before, to be honest, who built really, really good streams mm -hmm. and really good YouTube channels. And you know, hats off to everybody. This, this for me, this category. Some of these categories were like, what am I going to say about match of the year? But content creator, streamer of the year, I had so many people. Yeah. In my, it was really. Mm -hmm. a, a mm -hmm. Anyway, good job to everybody. Okay. Yay. Uh, so now it's my turn to start with commentator of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, Rip is a great one for sure. That man is approaching an entire year streamed straight. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine, dude. I'll lose my mind trying to do that. Okay. Good for him. I mean, are some of them streams like five minutes long? Like clicks on? He's like, hey, hey guys, yeah. here's no, my stream for today. Stream. F yeah, you, close. <laughs> I think he's put at least an hour into each one, so that's ridiculous. I, I think that counts. That's ridiculous, man. Jeez, I can't even imagine. I can't even stream like twice a week these days. I swear. Case <laughs> is not shorter than four hours. Holy, my, my normal stream is like two and a half, three hours, and I'm burnt. Right. Oh, so to go 302 days straight at four hours plus—that's incredible, man. Good for him. Jeez. All right, so commentator of the year, number eight. Commentator of the year. For number three, uh, this is kind of a personal pick for me, uh, just because I, I, I do want to give him a shout out. And that is Ringe, uh, who's been doing a lot of commentary for a, well, hang on a second. Uh, my local recording has stopped. <gasps> yeah. I, your hard drive is full, bud. You ran out of disk space. Yeah, I think I ran out of disk space. Wow. Okay, it's, on, it's on Twitch. Don't worry about yeah, it. I'll yeah, I'll download it from Twitch. Okay. This is like a two terabyte drive, too. This is how... Because I upped the, re the resolution of these videos to 920 by 1080 with 60p. So every video I record now is like 7,000 bazillion gigabytes now compared to how they used to be. But, um... Uh, Ringe also, I commentated him with three times at, uh, CPT online. And every time we commentated, like literally after the first time we commentated, like Capcom like messaged us and was like, that was amazing. Like you guys had really good chemistry. You guys were funny. You guys reacted to each other. Well, it really just felt like when I was commentating with, and I haven't commentated with Ringe that much, but when we were commentating with each other, like we just knew how to stop for each other and like keep going. And it was just, it was really, 
really cool and uh i had a blast commentating like i said i did it three times this year for cbt online so shout outs to ringe i i definitely wanted to have him in this list so there you go he's my number three i i personally feel that he's really <clears throat> excuse me he really is easy to work with yeah to say, like, he does a great job at giving you your time to speak understanding mm -hmm. when it's his time to speak like that rhythm he's got down super well yeah exactly <clears throat> Uh, my number three is Mr. Aquaman. Mm. So Aquaman and I did the grand finals of the MK Pro competition this time. Um, last time we had done Evo and then the Injustice grand finals, like a year or two before that. Uh, so it's not not brand new for him, but I, you know, I do I do want to call him out as somebody who I think has is is good and has been good, but like has continued to like get better and better and. Um, at the pro competition finals, I had at the time a little nodule in my vocal cords that made it so that I couldn't speak very loudly and commentary was not easy. So I told him that before we started and I was like, look, dude, like this, like all of the exciting stuff is on you. Cause I just like, can't project my voice. Like I'm going to be the guy who I'll do like the info. I'll do just the analysis stuff that I always used to do in mm -hmm, the beginning of commentary. Mm -hmm. But like you have, you have to nail the excitement. And he did. I think he did a really, really good job of that, especially in a situation where, like, he knew that, like, I wasn't going to be backing him up. He was basically on him. And he did that. And, you know, he's been somebody who has been making his own content as well uh, and has been doing a great job on that stuff. So uh, he did great at the We Play event. I, I just, I think he's had a really good year. Okay. Cool. No, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, he's just been killing it all year long on everything, in my opinion. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, uh, my number three is our boy, Delicious Steven, Tasty Steve. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Steve, I mean, what, do I really need to tell people about Ooh, how great Steve, Steve is? Steve. Yeah, do I really need to tell you guys about Tasty? It's Tasty Steve. He's my number three. I wanted to put my boy on the list. That's why he's there. Make some uh, noise. I actually, yeah, I actually had a really hard time making the commentator of the year list for myself because... Uh, I, as a commentator, I feel bad leaving people out. Yeah. Um, so, literally, it came down to Steve, Vicious, or Ringe. And ultimately, I, I felt like I, I had to put Steve on the list. Okay. It's a good pick, dude. Nobody's going to be yeah. mad at you for that yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I mean. No one's going to be mad at Tasty Steve. Hmm. He, well, he's definitely been both of our picks in the past. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two is... Uh, one, Mr. Ebonic Plague, a.k.a. Isaiah. Hey. Um, Isaiah. This one is a little bit personal uh, as well. He was obviously with us on the Generation Spacing stuff. And so we got a little insight into how his year was going. And um, yeah. it wasn't going great, especially with a lot of the Black Lives Matter stuff. That's something that we haven't mentioned yet, but obviously was a big factor of the year. Uh, black Lives Matter is a huge thing. I, uh, Isaiah, a.k.a. Abonic Plague, is half black. And so because he's lighter skin, you know, he's been able to experience a lot more benefits than other people ha that other people haven't. But at the same time, he's gotten, you know, hit by a lot of the racism and stuff. He has had a tough year is one of the reasons why we did stop generation spacing is because he just his mental state wasn't up for it. And, you, you know, yeah. at one point in time, you know, he wasn't sure if he was going to be doing as much commentating anymore. But they got him into a lot of the BB tag stuff or and then he's doing a lot of 
Soul Calibur stuff for ESL again. And so uh, I'm just really happy for Bonaplay. I've always thought he was one of the best commentators we have out there. Always thought that. And uh, having gotten to know him a little bit more, finding out what he's going through, and then seeing that towards the end of the year, he was back on this game and doing all this commentary stuff, made me really, really happy. So he's my number two uh, commentator of the year. Cool. Good big. Mm -hmm. My number two is Spooky. <laughs> hey, Spooky. Spooky, dude. Okay, okay, makes sense. Uh, spooky is stuck doing effectively solo commentary more than almost anybody else. Yep. And that's not easy to do, especially when he's also doing other stuff at the same time. But this is something that he's, like, he's had so much practice. I don't know that anybody has more practice than him of doing that kind of stuff. Uh I mean, sometimes he's got people with him, right? But like, especially in COVID times, a lot of it's just been solo and that's hard to do. And it's been for a bunch of different games. NLBC got spread throughout the week, right? We've already been giving art props for this as well. Yeah. And uh, and obviously deservedly so. He did the Evo Japan top eight for Soul Calibur yep. as well. With, oh. uh, with Evo. Yes. Yeah, I went back yeah, and watched. Yeah, yeah, it was okay, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean that's that's really hard he's doing multiple games per week it, it's it's a lot of work and i think he does a great job so yeah. I, sorry i got confused because me and mark man just recently did a retrospective on it and so i was like wait didn't i commentate top eight for oh no wait that was the retrospective never mind never mind so <laughs> okay but yeah for that's sure a, yeah that's that's a good pick that's one i didn't even think of but that, that makes a lot of sense Okay. Uh, my number two, similar to uh, what James said, is another member who uh, has gone through a lot this year and uh, actually went through a point, and again, I keep saying this here, in 2020, went through a ton. Um, and in 2019, it actually looked like this person might not be commentating anymore at all, especially for the games that they love. Uh, but they made a comeback, and the comeback has been fantastic, and that's Katana Prime. Uh. Katana yeah. Prime has been killing it at every event he's been to. Uh, he did extremely well at the Wii Play. And not to mention, he's one of the better Mortal Kombat players right now as well. Yeah. Uh, I would say he's probably top 16, top 32 in the world, no question. Um, and to pair that with being, in my opinion, sorry, David, the best Mortal Kombat commentator out there, that's, that's 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 really dope. I, I'm, I'm super proud of uh, KP uh, at the moment. So. Yeah. That's number two. What's great about the Wii Play is that it wasn't just that they had him on commentary. They had him on, like, host role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was super cool. Like, he nailed the intro to that thing. He walks down the <laughs> stairs. gives his whole spiel. Like, he killed, he killed the whole thing. He did such yeah. a, good, a good job. That was really yeah, happy. It's, it's, it's been great to see him, you know, back in the forefront. Yeah. In, in 2017, he was one of my FGC members of the year. Last year, he was one of my commentators of the year. I've always said that I don't think anybody has that kind of flower of speech that Katana Prime has outside of Seth Killian. Like, I feel like right. that's a power that those two possess and almost only those two possess. And I really, really love his style of commentary. I feel like he's one of the commentators that I have tried to learn the most from. Yeah. I can't disagree, man. I, yeah. I, I take notes every time. Okay. All right. 
my number one commentator of the year, God, I guess I'll give him a bigger head now, but I think we're probably all going to do this, but that is uh, Mr. St. Cola. Uh, Mr. St. Cola is my number one commentator of the year because uh, he had the biggest explosion out of everybody. No shock from doing a lot of stuff from Wednesday Night Fights and stuff, you know, and, and, and being able to grow from there. But uh, he did get on the CPT. It was his first time, you know, to get on the CPT. He's commentating from his closet. He's bothering his neighbors, you know. He's, he's one of those guys that he's brought the energy. He's putting a lot of work. And uh, I feel like he has a long career in this field. So shout-outs to Mr. St. Cola. I feel like he's been doing a fantastic job this year. So he is my number one. I already got that out of the way. I did that right up at the top of this program. You sure did. <clears throat> and I'm not going to do it now. My number one is Ebonic Plague. Oh, as well. okay. <laughs> okay. And you kind of went through the reasons before. Not just to the commentary itself, but also his, his you know, issues that he's ha had to get through personally, which I'm sure have been very tough. Mm -hmm. He's done a great job at coming back to commentary. He's done a ton of different games. Like, he did... Caliber and BB Tag. He did Mortal Kombat the other day. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I'd say he's on MK. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's just a really good commentator overall. And uh, you know, I remember Evo Japan previous year. This was 2019. He got flown out for that, and that was one of the first things. Yeah. I mean, Go to Japan was like a big deal for all of us, but him as well. And I was so happy that they did take him out there because I thought he was such a great like rising commentary star i felt mm -hmm. and that i felt he should have gotten the top eight of whatever game it was i don't know was it caliber now i don't remember to be honest but <laughs> whatever game it was i felt that he should have gotten top eight and instead you know i mean whoever did it was good it wasn't like they put some jobber on there but i just i just really thought that he should have shown up more and so i was really happy that he has shown up a lot more and that even though he took some time off he is showing up a lot again and whenever mm -hmm. he's on i know that there's going to be great commentary so yep. good, good work to him Okay. Good stuff, Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll Caliber, Tag, Grand Blue, Mortal. Central Fiction. And, right, BBCF. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. A lot of games. A lot of, a lot games. of games. He can do yeah. Street Fighter. He can do Marvel. <laughs> he can do whatever you need him to do. Yeah. He definitely, he definitely is knowledgeable yeah. in Marvel 3. Yeah. Uh, well, my, my uh, number one is a guy that. Um, I'm glad that I got to watch their career progress so quickly. I'm glad that uh, they didn't get discouraged when uh, they first started because when they first started, they weren't good, but they kept at it. And now they're one of the best commentators in the FGC. Uh, one of my favorite people to watch. I, I watch games that I don't even care about because this person's on commentary, and that is Sankola. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Sankola has absolutely killed it this year. Um, like I said, when, when he first commentated, I was like, it's work. And then a year and a half later, I'm like, man, I can actually learn from this guy. So <laughs> big ups to St. Cola. I will never compliment you ever again, just so you know. <laughs> but you are my number one commentator of the year. Good pick. What have we done here, man? Now Saint, I know, right? St. Cola's going to... I gonna... can never compliment him ever. Matter of fact... You're, you you suck, Cola. Get out of here. St. Cola's going to be the next Jabali, dude. I swear, you know. It's, oh, no. Nobody's head could be that big. Every Jeez. time he wins a round, his head gets inflated, right? So, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> All right. Oops. 
Let's move on to... Oh, I had this as player of the year, but I guess we're going down to... Oh, we can switch it either way. Which one? Which one would you rather? What do you want? What does the what do the viewers want to save for last? Player or fighting game of the year? What do you guys want us to do last before we get into random and resolutions? What do the what do they want? Player to be last? Player last? Player last? Player last? Player last. Yeah. Okay. Player last. You got it. Fighting game of the year. Actually, right. before we start fighting game uh, of the year, let's go ahead and show you these cool trailers of 7,000 games that you don't care. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. So. Negative. Next year, we got to get stupid trailers in between each one. Yeah. And by the way, earlier in the night, you know, winning for these 17 categories that we don't want to make any pomp and circumstances, you know, about as, you know, best software of the year. It goes about best, you know, goes to the year and best streamer goes to the year. And if you go, okay, there we go. Trailers. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> Fighting game of the year. Number three, David, you first. My third fighting game of the year again this doesn't have to come out this year and that's a good thing because i picked killer instinct <laughs> fighting game of the year it's a game that i played a lot of in 2017 i think that sounds right and then as people kind of left the game i also left it and i just you know i thought it was really good and i was like sorry to not be playing it anymore but like everybody was like well we're moving on and then i didn't play it for a couple years but this year, when everything shut down and I knew that there'd be no offline play for the foreseeable future, I thought to myself, well, what do I want to play? Like, there were no events either, right? There wasn't even, like, anything... Like, there were weekly NLBCs or whatever, but, like, there were almost no... Very few things. Yeah. And so I was like, well, there's not going to be any commentary gigs. There's not going to be any offline play. What games do I just want <laughs> to play? I just like playing them without any thought of, like, what's going to be a job or a gig. And which games can I play right now as I'm stuck here in my house? And KI checks that box for me. Uh, it's, it's a great mix of fantastic game that I love and also you can play it online. And so I played it a ton during the spring and then I played it a lot, I don't know, a couple months ago I started playing it a lot again. And I just played it earlier today for like two or three hours. So it's a game that I really, really like, and I've had a blast picking it back up this year. Who uh, who ended up winning those sets between you and Sage? I didn't get to watch all of it. Oh, I think you like, were up ten to five when I left. Yeah, it's probably like probably like twenty twenty five ten or twenty five fifteen me something like that. Okay. Oh damn! Yeah. So nice. I got I got to catch up Sage a little bit. It was it was. Um, <laughs> I definitely, like, he won the first couple, and then I, like, won a lot, and then he yeah, yeah. started, like, figuring it out, for sure. So. To be to be fair to Sage, though, I was in your chat coaching you and not giving him the same help, <laughs> which makes me a terrible captain, but, you know. No, I mean, like, like, he's obviously just, I mean, he's a very strong player, you can tell, and he was yeah. really picking it up, like, as we were playing. So he's he, had, he had good ideas. He just needs some yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, fighting game of the year. My number three fighting game of the year is King of Fighters 2002... UM, what is that, unlimited match, mm -hmm. I think, for 2002 or ultimate, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, they got rollback. Woohoo! Yay! They broke their uh, concurrent player record by a lot. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my number three game. If you're getting rollback in 2020, that's a pretty good chance you're going to be on this right. list. 
Um, I think that's a great one. Uh, before I do my number three, I do have to give an honorable mention. I really hope one of you guys put it on your list uh, because I wanted to put this on here. I just didn't find the room to squeeze it in there. I have an honorable mention for them as fighting herds because uh, it kind of had a nice little rise when it got included to Evo, but then obviously Evo got canceled. And so they still had an awesome yeah. event and everything like that. But it was just kind of a roller coaster year for them. Uh, for number three, I actually did put footsies in there just because cool. you know of the stuff that i mean not only did high fight create and put in the rollback net code he keeps adding crazy little features in there but the one player mode that he generated is like the most genius thing ever that he created the whiff punisher the you know the, the he created personalities described by the name to actually show people what kind of players you might run into and he really does yeah, give you an cool. idea uh, like what a genius idea like of all the things that I've never thought of, like, of course, you just make a computer and say, this is a defensive character. Learn how to fight this. Like, just just blatantly telling you, like, figure out how to fight this. And uh, what he did was um, the Wi-Fi player. That's the one that, like, yeah, teleports. The, the yeah, <laughs> the rollbacker cheats, dude, straight up. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, the, the content that it generated from all the people streaming it was hilarious, too, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I have to give number three to footsies because amazing game, amazing game. It's a good pick. Mm -hmm. All right. My number two, your number two, David, All right, me, Tobo. My number two is Super Smash Brothers Melee on Slippy. Mm, of course, yes. Yeah, well, this is a game that has had such a such a great last like several years at this point really since i don't know 2013 whatever that year was it's been killing it um this year with the pandemic they ran into a worse situation than many of us not having uh online play natively at all there's mm -hmm. just none. and then not having a great rollback situation as well but um with Slippy, that was solved, and then that that was picked up so hugely by the community. They have so many people playing that thing concurrently. It is ridiculous. <laughs> like it's way more than most fighting games. Uh, it just literally on Slippy alone. Not like not like who at any one time is playing melee in the world. It's like specifically on that uh, <laughs> a, huge, a huge player base, which is really really great. And and uh, he's still working on it. He's still putting new stuff out. And that has been such a lifesaver for that scene. So whereas some of these other games are games that I think are, like I really enjoy playing them or they already had good netcode or whatever it is. Like in a real way, and I think you saw this with when the big house got blown up, without that, the scene is in a really bad spot this year. Really mm -hmm. bad spot. Like how does Melee continue without something like that? Right, yeah. Uh, and, and so it's just been a lifesaver. And for me, that's huge. Good work. Cool. Yeah, Slippy is awesome. It actually makes me want to play Smash, to be honest. <laughs> I'm terrified to try. <laughs> that is a game with so many years of knowledge that you have to get through. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, the, the main thing is, like, I don't want to get a GameCube, con uh, a broken, quote-unquote, GameCube controller to play it properly. Right. So. <laughs> um, my number two, again, like I said, if you got rollback added to your game, you're probably, probably on my list. 
Uh, Guilty Gear Action Core Plus R. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, breaking their concurrent player base by a lot. That game has been on sale for like $3 repeatedly. <laughs> They're just trying to get people to play it. Um, and the fact that Arx just said, huh, this beta was really popular. Matter of fact, it's not a beta anymore. You can just have it. It's there. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome to me. And I, I'm super happy for the for the Guilty Gear Accent Core players. I mean, it's I'm not going to be one of them. That game is too much for me to, to pick up casually. But I'm extremely excited for Strive. So I've been watching a lot of Guilty Gear Accent Core. Like, when my friends K-Loud or Patrick play the game or, or Flexo, uh, he's been playing it a ton. Uh, whenever they play it, I'm like, hey, man, put up a Discord stream. I want to watch. So... Nice. Uh, yeah, that's I'm 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 super happy for for those guys and and that game gets to live on because it has rollback now. Yeah, that that storyline again of the guys putting in the trying to put in rollback netcode themselves, like Slippy, like all these other uh, games out there, and then just having Arxis come in and be like, eh, you know what? We're gonna pay you to do this and release it officially. I think is one of the greatest stories ever. The resurgence has been huge. Everybody's playing this game and all these Guilty Gear. I mean, like I feel like Strive's play probably just disappeared because I'm not Strive. Uh, uh, Exerd because everybody is playing uh, Plus R right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my favorite thing now is uh, one of the biggest responses to everyone playing Plus R is. Um, okay, sorry, we don't want Testament in Strive. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. Uh, it's my number two game as well. So that's why I'm just kind of continuing on with it. Uh, again, just, you know, I've always loved Guilty Gear to give Guilty Gear that ability. And it kind of exposed the whole theory that Japan has great net code because yeah. even the Japanese players are playing the rollback net code and be like, wait, I can do stuff. <laughs> This is crazy. They put out their player reactions in some cases, or yeah. I guess they were yeah, yeah. compiled as player reactions. Mm -hmm. And one of them, like, this is like magic. Like, can you believe what has been newly invented? It was like, <laughs> they had never considered it before. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I had just mentioned Flexo. Him and I were on a, a Discord call yesterday, actually. And he was like, man, like, didn't the Japanese players, like, didn't delay base work for them? I was like, no, dude. It didn't work for them. Like, that's such a huge misconception. Uh, after Accent Core got rollback, yeah. there was, like, Twitter message after Twitter post after Twitter post of people just saying that, holy crap, this is amazing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It. We, I mean, I didn't, I had always heard, like, oh, Japan is small and delay is fine for them, but obviously not I mean, yeah, yeah obviously was not true one of the best ways to put it was that for me I never realized and I played these games a lot Injustice 2 Tekken 7 I never knew how bad their net code was because I never played them offline so I had no you know I had no means of comparison yeah. and so maybe some of these guys didn't they didn't play in the arcades I mean it seems unlikely but I mean there's probably a lot of people in Japan who just go home and play at home. Maybe they just had no idea that it wasn't like that. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Hard to say. All right. All right. My number one. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 11. UMK 11 is my number one. Uh, excuse me, David. That's Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition. I was hoping you'd say Thank that. You. Thank you. <laughs> UMK11 is my number one. This is obviously no surprise. I thought about, look, these these games that I have on here, Killer Instinct, I think, fits the bill of 
what games do I just like enjoy playing that I'm just gonna start playing because I have to play online right now. Slippy's Melee is one that's just like great for the scene. And then the last one was like, what's actually my favorite game that I played this year? And it was between this and Street Fighter V CE. I really like both games. I'm mm -hmm. having a blast. Both of them are definitely comfortably in my top five fighting games ever. I really, really like them. What put it over the top was just like, when I was writing this list, I've been playing more Mortal lately. Like that's really honestly all. If this had been done several months ago, probably would have been Street Fighter. Before that, probably would have been Mortal again. Like I've just been going back and forth mm -hmm. on which one I'm playing sure. throughout the year. And I don't feel like at any point I've been like, all right, today I'm going to play Street Fighter. Tomorrow is Mortal Kombat. Then the next day is Street Fighter. It's never been like that. It's been like, all right, I'm going to play Mortal Kombat for like 30 days in a row. And then I'm going to play Street Fighter for like 30. Not mm -hmm. not like intending to do this, but just feeling like, oh, I really am having a blast with this game right I, now. I do the same thing with fighting games too. You just get stuck, right? So uh, th that's where I am on UMK11, and I'm loving it. Cool. Yay. Uh, well, so I tried to make my fighting game list games that got released this year. And in my opinion, KOF 2002 and Accent Core plus R may as well <laughs> just got to release this year. Because you yeah. couldn't fucking play them before, right? Yeah. Now you can. Uh, so my number one game is not Marvel 3. It is Grand Blue <laughs> Fantasy Versus. Oh, nice. Okay. I, I think they're... I, I think Arxis... Uh, proved that you can make things accessible for new players while also keeping depth in the game for hardcore players. Mm -hmm. uh, they they tried to walk that line with Dragon Ball Fighters and failed miserably, but they did walk that line, and I feel it doesn't get any better for a beginner versus a veteran mm -hmm. than Grand Blue mm -hmm. Fantasy versus. So hats off to them. I, I think they did an incredible job. I don't like what they've done with the patches and things like that, but that's outside of the point. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is my fighting game of the year. Okay. Cool, so, man. Uh, for me, number one, usually I try to put the my personal game as, like, number three, but uh, for this category, I put it as my number one because I've just been enjoying it so goddamn much and it was not something that i would have ever expected if you talked to me even like a couple years ago um it's soul caliber 6 uh is my number really? one game of the year because again it's it's not that it has the greatest rollback i mean their dlc has been pretty cool haomaru is awesome by the way i mean they did i mean the fact that haomaru stage has kuroko in the background with the flags when it starts and he goes so and he disappears just like i mean they did a lot of really cool things but i have just been having so much goddamn fun with the game in fact i was playing a long set with somebody uh on my stream recently and i was losing more games than he was uh than i was winning shout outs to sarah death um uh and i was just like oh dang that was so good like he did this and i totally recognize that no yeah i gotta do this better da, da, da. like i played against someone named Mitrox, who's like one of the best uh uh, Astaroth's out there and he killed me and I was like I never think about teching throws so the next time he tried to fight me he didn't throw me as often right and I was like I was waiting for all your throws so I can tech it and he was like you said you don't like teching throws I was like so then that means throw me more because I need to learn and then he was like that is a strangely positive attitude and I was like I have to learn like and then someone in my chat literally said it's so weird how different you react to things in this game than you did in Tekken <laughs> like I I'm like enjoying myself getting beat up because like 
when I play it. It's just the game makes sense to me. Everything feels right about the game. And like I can feel myself getting better even playing only once a week. Even when I played Street Fighter V once a week, I never like it took me to have to sit down and play Street Fighter V like three or four times a week to get to Diamond. If I just played a week and then waited in a week, I always would kind of disappear. But Soul Calibur, like there's something about the game that just feels right. And then the team is great. Their balancing has been great. They have the best patch notes in all of the fighting game community. Uh, they're just doing really awesome stuff. I really hope we get a season three out of them. But like I said, I never would have imagined that I would have enjoyed Soul Calibur this much. Like this kind of, I, I played it, I liked it, I stopped because the net code was bad. Parsec and uh, AW, the cloud thing really saved the game for me because that's what brought me back in. Shout out to the Bud Light Beer League too because watching them play in that league and having so many network problems and stuff like that, I was like, has anybody tried Parsec with this? And nobody really had. And in fact, a lot of the Soul Calibur community actually credits me for spreading Parsec okay. into the Soul Calibur community. And uh, okay. it like because Soul Calibur has a natural buffer in it, like, like, like Tekken does, it works on Parsec really, really, really well. Yeah, Team Deuce and uh, the two, the two Sabins, Sabin Deuce and Sabin are doing killer stuff with Soul Calibur as well. But like they, like, it's just, it feels great online. I've been having so much fun with that fighting game. That, uh, this kind of fun that I haven't had in a long time. And it's, it's, it's been like, I haven't had this much joy playing fighting games in a long time. So number one fighting game of the year for me. Awesome. That's so it cool. Sounds, yeah, it sounds like what you're going through with Soul Calibur is what I went through with Killer Instinct in 2016. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know your feels, James. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Again, earlier today as I was playing KI, sometimes Sage hit me with some super sick stuff. And each uh -huh. time he did, I was like, dang, that was so cool, dude. Like, I'm dying. I'm like, actually, I lost the round. Like, two yeah. Like, so sick. Like, yeah, I, I really appreciate that kind of game, too. Yeah. All right. Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. And so this one, Tubo starting again, I yes, believe. Indeed. That's right. My number three Player of the Year is Kazunoko. He won the Japanese Dragon Ball Fighters uh, regionals. I, I guess that's what you would call them, national championship, whatever. Um, which was unexpected. I mean, most people thought Goichi would kind of come in and flex on everyone and peace out, and <laughs> Kazunoku would take second or third, and that would be that. But this man stepped it up, won the event, and even he looked kind of shocked at the end. He was kind of like, oh, guess I won! <laughs> you know, so, uh, him, him, winning, him winning that alone puts him in the top three for me. Okay. Uh, so... David mentioned this a while ago, and uh, I suffered from this greatly, which is I didn't watch a lot this year. So actually picking player of the year was really hard for me because I just didn't see much. In fact, Street Fighter V was probably the thing that I watched the most. So I almost had a list of all Street Fighter V players because I just don't I just didn't have the information for it. But uh, I decided at number three, I was going to put in Hokuto from Mexico who won the Macharino Cup Super Turbo event. Oh, yeah. uh, and I thought that was huge because Mexico has always been really strong in a lot of the fighting games. So I picked him because 
he won that tournament and he was coming in seated number one. He was the favorite and he's just like really amazing. And uh, I just feel like it's such an indication of, you know, what happens if we had more global, if players from Mexico and South America were able to travel more, how much more dominant that they would become. This wasn't even an easy tournament. I mean, we had Damn Die in there. We had, uh, you know, El Trouble was in there. They got third and fourth, okay? Number one and number two were Mexico, okay? So, and this is on GGP. And this is on Fightcade. So obviously the net code was amazing. And, you know, this obviously gives me a chance to shout out the Macharino Cup as well, because the Macharino Cup was absolutely amazing. So much fun. Again, shout outs once again to Arturo for doing an amazing job setting that up for everyone to restream. Wow. I mean, he set up a restream and it worked. I mean, half the times, like people try to give you the video feed and it doesn't work and all this other stuff. But uh, but honestly, uh, super, uh, super tur- winning Super Turbo in the face of so many strong players, I thought was huge. Huge for Hokuto, so uh, shout-outs to him and Team Mexico. It's a cool pick. So the way that I picked my players of the year is I tried to think, like, what does it mean to be a great player in a year with almost no offline tournaments? Mm-hmm. And I ended up with people who I think did a great job at both the tournaments that they could enter and also at the stream and content game because... <laughs> to me, in this year, that's like just as important to right. describe okay. who was a great player this year because there just weren't that many things to do. So my number three was Smug, who <laughs> had an awesome year commentating, uh, 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 doing his stream, and his YouTube is great. The editing on that is awesome. And he also qualified for Capcom Cup yeah. as well. So With the greatest of these. There wasn't like a lot. To do, but big fan, big fan. I think he did super, super well. That's a great pick. I love Smug. Uh, okay. Yeah, Smug, Smug's a good one. Oh yeah. Uh, my number two. My number two is a guy who, unfortunately, is no stranger to second place. Uh, he took <laughs> second place at Evo a few years ago. He oh, took no. second place at Twitch Rivals. And he's taking second place right now. It is Ray Ray. Ray <laughs> uh, Ray really stepped up to embrace online play, which is something he's never done before. Uh, given the type of players that, that you know, he's such a executionally heavy player type. Uh, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to mess with online play, right? <clears throat> but he embraced it this year. He's been streaming sets. Uh, obviously, he took second place at Twitch Rivals. So. Shout-outs to, to Ray Ray, and congrats on another second-place win, my dude. <laughs> Big ups to the Urbans. Oh, man. Poor guy. Uh, my number two is, uh, I think I had him as number one last year, is iDomination, a.k.a. iDom. Just because, uh, I mean, man's won Capcom Cup. He should be rolling at home in a bunch of socks and stuff like that right now, but... He's just doing what he's doing, and he's been destroying everybody in Street Fighter League, and he had just this streak of NLBC where he won, like, every single one of them. Arturo said that NLBC gave out $119,000 this year, so congratulations to Idon for $119,000, I mean, essentially, because that guy is 
Ooh, yeah, they finally ended the streak. Arturo was one of them who did it, by the way. And uh, But still, I mean, Idom has just been killing it. I mean, I know he's his team has finally taken some losses in SFL, but for that full first half, like, you could, like, his team was just unbeatable. And, like, everybody else on the team was like, who cares if I win or lose? Idom is here, you know, and he would make yeah. the most ridiculous comebacks. And he's doing it the same way, even with all the trash talking between Punk and Gustavo. Idom's just sitting there. You know, he doesn't care. Like, doesn't care at all. The wind didn't change him. You know what I mean? And Idom is still Idom, and he's still playing, and he's still rolling over people with a character many consider not even high tier. You know, so I will give Idom number two of the year. That's cool. All right. Continuing in my list of players who I think had a great combination of tournament results and also stream, it is. Foxy Grandpa. Oh. Yeah, good pick. My boy Foxy. Foxy, dude. His stream is is built for me. Like, it is... That is my kind of content. Going on the internet and playing characters that I think are fun or hilarious to play and just being a huge douche the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and people are getting pissed at him constantly. It's, it's and great. he records those. And he lets anybody, well, not anybody, but he, he does let you uh, type in sound file commands so that you can play them on the stream, which I'm in there doing constantly, uh, other people as well. And that, for me, is a really, really fun time. But also, he did really well at the We Play event. He got second mm -hmm. place. And he was top eight at Final Combat at the beginning of the year. And he has done well in some of the online stuff. So... This is a guy who has continued to be super sick in actual competition while having a great stream. Also, I do want to mention that uh, Foxy is an avid UCTV watcher. Yeah. If he doesn't watch the live stream, he catches us on YouTube. He's a big fan. So big back at you, Foxy, even though you beat my ass at Combo Breaker a few years ago. <laughs> big fan as well. He, he was... also is uh, playing KI, and yep. that's cool. He's going to be in that DMC 3v3. That Yeah, I'm, we're just going to have to absolutely destroy him. It's no big deal. Yeah, that team <laughs> is Katana Prime and Foxy. That's going to be, those are two talented players. Jeez. <laughs> ask, uh, ask KP what happened last time he ran into me in okay. KF. All right, buddy. All right. Uh, before we stop talking about this, I just wanted to say that on the Ultra Chen TV stream in the morning as, as I'm playing fighting games and doing whatever else, I have all these sound file commands on there now, and I got that idea from Foxy in the first place, and I messaged him, like, uh, okay. hey, how is it, like, how do you do this? Like, walk me through it. And he did. He was really helpful about it. Nice. Thanks for, for that. Cool. Uh, well, my number one is... I David's going to give me shit. I already know. My number one is a guy who, at one point, looked like he kind of hated what he did for a living. And now in the year 2020, and I guess probably moving forward in 2021, he talks about Crocs and <laughs> sits on sits on stream practicing with punishes for no joke five hours plus at a time. It's Daigo Umehara. Mm. Uh, Daigo, I feel like at this point is, um, you know, an absolute legend in the FGC. But when Street Fighter V came out, man, he looked kind of depressed. He was kind of just like, damn, this is the game. We're going to be playing for the next five years plus. Like, this sucks. But now, now it looks like he just is having a blast all the time. Um, he really has turned Street Fighter V into a science for himself. 
And I think that maybe has made him happier as a player. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's been really cool to see Daigo just being himself again and being happy and, and enjoying fighting games. Plus, he's been killing it online. He mm-hmm. is an online Street Fighter V god. Mm-hmm. So I personally think Capcom Cup's going to get canceled because of COVID. But if it doesn't, I'll definitely be cheering for him at Capcom <laughs> Cup Finals. Yeah. I mean, you. it's interesting that you stated it that way, that he has broken Street Fighter V down to a science. Now, I know... Not everybody agrees with how I view these games, but I do think Street Fighter V is a very scientific game. And the mm-hmm. thing that's been amazing about Daigo's transition from being, like you said, almost kind of down on Street Fighter V to now being like one of the most dominant players of Street Fighter V is that he kind of embraced and understood the difference himself. You know, he was on stream recently where he talked about how Nuki can't play this game because he will not, he's too old school. He's, he's, his mind won't change. And the game's, right a long time ago were about the speed of decision making and this one is more about the knowledge and understanding what to do and stuff and yeah i really honestly didn't think daigo was going to be very good at street fighter 5 because i just didn't think the game was meant for him but lo and behold because of the way daigo is because of the spirit that he has and because of the competitiveness and just the absolute way that he just approaches problems he has figured out what Street Fighter V is about, and now he's one of the best. And the things that he practices are pure reactions, you know, about, you know, just understanding how to read all the situations. And I feel like that's such an interesting transition to see him go from the original style of more emotion play into now more of the scientific play and really right. embracing it. And I don't, think da- I don't think anybody could have done it, pulled it off quite like Daigo could. And uh, so he got into CPT Asia. Uh, he won CPT Asia easily. Uh, he's super good. And then he showed the... I mean, look at him. He played Hitbox. Oh, everyone plays Hitbox. He plays Honda. Oh my God, Honda's good. It's like, come on. What have me and David been saying about Honda for like, you know, two and a half years now or one and a half years? That's really good. Right? So hitbox for even longer. Yeah, I know, right? And then he took all that winning money and he like do- he like did a charity stream and he donated all this money to. Yeah, Daigo is number one in 2020. I don't. Uh, for me, there's no question. He's he's the number right, one well, player. The- number one for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Daigo off the board. This is the what a shocker. Read on. That's so sick. Actually, yeah, yeah. that is pretty good. Cool. This uh-huh. is the only one we've all had the same person as number one or the same anything as number one, and it's Daigo. I'd like to add right now that 2009 me would not believe that I just I just said that. Yeah. 2009 <laughs> me was the biggest Daigo hater on earth because he he came to America and won every tournament. Oh, I hated it. Okay, I, wa- I okay. wanted to see the homies win something, and Daigo was like, nah. So yeah, 2009 me would not believe that 2021 me just said that Daigo's player of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, I was trying to pick somebody who I think had a successful year both on the competitive side and also on the content creation side. And I don't think it gets any better on either side than Daigo, who, again, you know, qualified for Capcom Cup, won Blink Esports, <laughs> and has had uh, an awesome, awesome stream all, all year. And I'm sure it helps too that, like I was saying earlier on FGC Translated, I've been watching his stream a lot mm-hmm. and just, like, getting a better sense of the guy's personality. I've met him, I've hung out with him, I've gone to dinner with him. 
I didn't know his personality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like now I do after having watched FGC translated for a little bit. He's a troll. <laughs> it's hilarious. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah, no. He it's amazing seeing what he's done in the content game. It's it's so good. It's so good. And uh and you know what the best thing about it is too? You know, we're transitioning to online. You see a lot of people are like, oh, online, not as legit and whatever. Daigo's like, oh, we're in an online world, so I'm just going to play online. Hey, I won the online tournament. <laughs> yeah. Right? He did exactly what he needed to do. He's not going to complain that we're playing online now because it's not optimal. He's going to learn how to play optimally online. <laughs> and he did. Best players adapt, you know? Yep. Like that is, in, in, in so many ways, the best players adapt. And like you being surprised that you say that you thought he was number one, you would have been surprised to go back and tell yourself that you called him as number one. I would never have guessed that maybe the best E Honda player in the world is Daigo Umehara. <laughs> never, right? Never would have guessed. Right? Never. Such a, weird, such a weird timeline we live That's in, man. Weirdest, one of the weirdest things in a super weird year is that Daigo maybe is actually the best Honda player in the world. He and has a good Fong, too. Like, what the hell is Daigo? It's super sick, but he approaches Honda in such a... So, the kind of way that I wanted to do, yeah. but, like, I'm not good enough and not dedicated enough, of playing him like a Fei Long. He plays a Fei Long Honda. Yeah. yeah. It's super, super good. Very yeah. strong. For anyone who hates Honda out there... But whenever I heard, when Daigo said, Honda is such a well-designed character, first person I thought of was David. <laughs> because, I've been saying good ever since long. Yeah, right? no, exactly. That's why. Because I know, and I know you have a strong understanding of how Honda is designed. And that's why you've had success with him. You know, you were able to do that uh, early on. Uh, when nobody else believed in that character. So, I mean, I actually agree with both you and Daigo. I think Honda's a really smartly designed character. The way his hand slap works is really genius. It's hard for a lot of people to to, to fight against if you don't understand it, but yeah. it's, it's not as broken. Like, on the side of using it when you're Honda, you probably feel like it's not broken at all because you have to take these risks where you can get crush countered every single time you do hands-hands, but you get away with it so much because you just get to be like yeah he's not hitting a button you know and it's like that's the way he's designed and it's really cool <laughs> all right we've run out of time on this one let's go okay. to the final two all right so uh I'm we have two more remaining categories james is going to be putting in there right now one of them is called the random select award this is whatever else we want to talk about if there's something that we didn't think fit neatly into any one of the categories or if there's something that maybe did but like we wanted to make sure that we mentioned it and it wasn't in our top three then this is the place where we're gonna put it we have also after that our personal fgc resolutions for this year will be the final thing that we do but yeah let's begin with james on the random select award all right <clears throat> random select or this one was actually kind of weird it was hard for me to to pick stuff um for number three, kind of similar to what you were saying about the, the, the content creation, uh, I just put it down as FGC branching out. Uh, the FGC has really, I, I first written it down as FGC personalities, because I still don't think there's any scene, competitive gaming scene that has 
the colorful characters that we have in the FGC. I think we have the best people, like just in terms of personality, fun, and just like, you know, you could just watch them and have such a great time. So I actually really like the the Friday Night Frenzy stuff that Tenno's been putting on with the Among Us and, you know, the Fall Guys, because you get to see a lot of those personalities out there. You've been seeing a lot of people jump to different things, like Justin doing the Among Us streams and pulling us in there and, you know, having a good time and everything like that. There's just been so much uh, going on with the fighting game community of them doing all sorts of different things and streaming, not just fighting games. And it really just has been a great year for showcasing why I just feel like the FGC is such a wonderful community, you know, despite all the terrible things that have been happening. Like Tubo said, it might actually be a blessing in disguise that we oust a lot of the, the bad eggs, but you know, we have a lot of really awesome people. Like even a lot of the streams that we were doing, you know, uh, I got to do some of the Among Us streams with people on Justin's stream that, you know, I, I had never really interacted with in the FTC and it was really cool interacting with them and stuff. You know, it was just, it was a great year, I feel like. So I feel like it was awesome to see the fighting game community really branch out and start to show their personalities that is really hard for people playing fighting games online because you're playing fighting games online, you can't talk half the time <laughs> it's hard to talk <laughs> all right very good well mine is something that you two have already addressed as well i just wanted to say shout outs to all the community efforts for good net code mm -hmm. and the uh the ggxx ac plus r folks who, people who worked on that uh, altimore who is a person by the way <laughs> the name of a path. is a person yeah uh, thanks a lot for that he was just like, you know, I should work on this. And he just did it in like two days. Uh, yep. Anyway, <laughs> people who worked on Parsec, not just the people who developed it, but also everybody who figured out how to make it applicable to the games that mm -hmm. we want to play. All of those efforts were so important at keeping the FGC together this year, and especially each like little game sub-community. Those were super important for many of the games that are most popular in the FGC. And without them, the year would have been way worse. So hats off. Cool. Uh, well, my number three was things that you guys have already talked about, but I haven't too much yet. Big ups to Matcharino for getting everybody paid. <laughs> and most importantly, paid immediately. Uh, I know James and David and, and myself have all, you know, been hit with the net 60, net 90, net 120 payment periods that turn into years sometimes. And man, that's the worst. But Matcharino doesn't do that. Matcharino's like, oh, your tournament ended four minutes ago. Guess what's in your bank account? 500 bucks that you just want like that <laughs> that's that's incredible to me that's amazing um outside of offline events that are paying in cash because the prize pot was under a thousand dollars you're not going to get paid right away for mm -hmm. you know winning events unless you use matcherino so yeah. big ups to them for getting the players paid too They've even started adding a bracket system on their own site as well. So you can run the tournament yeah. and registration on there directly. And what happens is that means if they want to sign up for the tournament, they have to have a Matcherino account. And if they have a Matcherino account and everybody in your tournament has a Matcherino account, when it ends, after the tournament's done, you click a button that says pay out and it pays everybody out because everybody has a Matcherino account. Like I remember uh, I remember two years ago talking to Arturo because this is like when Matcherino first started. And I knew that he was involved, but I, I didn't know in what way. So I was like, yo, like, explain this to me. Like, how does this work? And he basically went through that. He's like, well, 
eventually what they want to happen is they want to be the pri- proprietary system for tournaments. Mm-hmm. They want to be the bracket. They want to be the payout. They want to be all that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was genius. And they've been doing such a good job actually making that happen. Man, it sounds like we work for Maturino right now, right? But it's just, it's just <laughs> the truth. Like, yeah. it, it just straight up is the truth that, like, Maturino is killing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope they continue to do so in 2021. Yep. All right. My number two random select award kind of is tangentially related to fighting games, but my number two is what new consoles? <laughs> like, I, I, I haven't thought about it. I don't hear anybody talking about the new consoles. Fighting games are on any of the new consoles. Normally, every year a new consoles come out. It's like, okay, here's a new console. Here's the console war. Here's this and this. Like this year, like the consoles came out and I swear that was it. Like there was the fight early on. Like, oh, I got to get the console. Got to get the. And now I don't hear anybody talk about PS5s or Xbox Series Xs or anything. I just. We're fighting game players, man. What do we need to worry about that for? Yeah, I just, I don't. Like, honestly, it this has been the absolute most lackluster console launch, in my opinion. Now, maybe if I was younger and I was more excited about them 4K and, ah, you know, kind of stuff. But really, honestly, right now, it's just like my PS4 and Xbox One are doing fine. <laughs> well, what if it was super, super excited to play Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, jeez. Yeah, and I was gonna say fighting games technically are on PS4 or PS5 and Xbox Series, but like, who cares? We don't need them to be. You you can play Mortal Kombat 11 on Xbox, whatever it's called, Series or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Xbox. Yeah, Xbox, series, Xbox. Yeah. it's just the Xbox basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, but, but I mean, that's actually, in my opinion, a worse experience because. There, there are basically no loading screens. I've seen other people play it, and it just like almost snaps into whatever you want to, whatever you're like loading up. Mm-hmm. But in Mortal Kombat, now that you can play with custom loadouts, you don't actually know what moves your opponent's gonna have unless you see the loading <laughs> screen. So, Oops. it's actually, it's actually optimal, in my opinion, to be playing on a PlayStation Four, an original PlayStation Four, like I got sitting right next to me, right there. That takes. I don't know, 10 seconds to load into something because that way I get to sit there and plan for what my opponent's going to have. Yeah, <laughs> New consoles, don't get that. I mean, so someone in the chat said that, you know, PS5 had like the best launch in console history or whatever like that. I don't know if that's an indication or it's just it's because video games are more popularized now. You know it, what it I mean? Definitely is. It, does, it just doesn't feel like, yeah, okay, everyone bought it. But everyone bought the Wii as well, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wiis were sold out for like a year straight. It's the only thing in my life that I have ever camped out for. And it was one of the greatest stories I've ever told. I've ever experienced the time that I actually got it. I even wrote it all down in a blog. I still have that story somewhere. It's like, it shouldn't have happened. It was like completely like a sitcom because everybody in that line had some weird ass story that was like, including some conspiracy theorist who was telling us all these crazy things that happened to his friends and stuff. And it's a great story. But I mean, everyone bought a Wii. Just because the PlayStation 5, everyone bought it, doesn't necessarily mean to me that it's had an impact so far. So that's just how I feel about it. So, 
Well, I, for one, have really enjoyed watching other people play 2077 because it's been super funny to watch all the glitches. <laughs> I've, they don't look like they're having a great time, but I'm having a great time watching them not having a great time. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> clip wasn't even a glitch. Did you see the video where the guy walks up to the girl sitting on the steps and the command prompt says, pet? No. He's like, pet? What? And he clicks the button and the camera pans down to a cat at his feet and he starts petting the cat and the streamer's like, oh, oh God, thank God. I was about to do it. was the funniest. The way he reacted oh. stuff was so funny, dude. Oh my God. Such a good clip. My favorite is the one where the guy gets into the car accident, which I guess is like about 50% of all of them. That's the beginning. <laughs> and then... <laughs> He gets out of the car and he goes back to one of the cars that got into the car accident and the, the guy in the car is actually teleporting above it and sitting there and the guy, yep. says, the guy says, hey, and his head is <laughs> 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 all perfectly, perfect comedic timing throughout the whole thing. Oh my god, I need to find this clip, dude. I need to find it. Someone has it in the chat. Please post it, dude. That sounds amazing. That's so many good clips. Uh, right. What's your Where number two? Number my two, number two for Random Select Award. I want everybody to pour one out for the Smash Code of Conduct panel, which closed <sighs> down late last year. Uh, that sucks. It's super hard to do. I was saying earlier, talking about how I had... Eli is one of the people, uh, FGC members of the year. Having a code of conduct panel is really hard. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot of like really emotional stuff. You find out about really bad things and you have to keep those secret. And that's really hard. It's just a hard thing. <sighs> and it's not like one of those jobs where it's like, sometimes you find out bad stuff, but other days it's cool and you help people. This is just like finding out about bad stuff constantly. And then yeah. when you then announce whatever your decision is, then you get ripped up more because nobody's gonna be happy with it. Or a lot of people aren't gonna be happy with it. And since you can't divulge some of the details, important reasons for your decisions just aren't out there and everybody's mad about it. Yeah. It's just almost a no-win situation. And, and they tried it for a couple of years and it really did take a toll. Yeah, absolutely. They um, One of the people involved with it had a blog post talking about how much it was just very difficult for them to do and and they they gave it up so that's hard especially after a year in which so many bad things came out From they had to people too. with so many bad things and and i you know i don't i'm sure i don't know a lot of them even right a lot of them probably just didn't even come out and they had to know those things in great detail so that must have been really hard yeah and it's it's going to be I mean, it's hard for the community to not have people who are willing to take on that role because, it again, it's a lot of work. It's really hard work, but it's really important. It's it, we we need that. We need that kind of, especially after this year. So and it's going I, away I, I, too. That, that, yeah, they closed it down. Yeah, yeah. So that's mm. that's that. Okay. All right. Oh shit. Uh, my number two. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to all the online TOs out there holding it down and, you know, keeping the dream mm -hmm. alive for tournament players everywhere. Uh, running online tournaments is arguably harder than running offline events. Uh, it's really, really hard to wrangle. It's, it's like somehow harder to wrangle people when they're at home to play their matches and report their matches. And I mean, 
we've been seeing stuff like people cheating and entering twice and yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. so like big ups to those guys that are, are doing this for literally no they're not making any money they're 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 doing this because they they want to because they want people to have a place to compete in a time of covid so just big ups to all the online tos out there yeah i mean the hardest thing about it too is that because you know what we talked about match arena before what they provide because you can't have entry fees for a lot of these tournaments a lot yeah, of people yeah. sign up for tournaments and then because they can because it's free and then they just don't show up round one of online tournaments is just like the giant it's like a it's like a freaking dairy queen franchise dude there's so much dq going on like you just can't even <laughs> can't even imagine like every time we run any tournament you just have to blast through the first round of like okay half the people aren't here <laughs> and then move on it's rough dude oh man all right what's your number three number one i should say james uh my number one you guys both already mentioned match reno uh, because of what they have done for the community. Um, one of the things that, you know, you talked about how, how they, uh, Tubo, that how they were trying to become the new everything. Uh, one of the most important things is that a lot of small tournaments can't get sponsors, right? You just can't get a sponsor because you're a small tournament. Well, what if there was a go-between that says, you know what? If you need these many eyes, it'll come between many different events, and so they kind of become this divvier of sponsorship so that all these companies like G Fuel are like, hey, let me sponsor this. Here's money. And then Maturino's like, all right, this event is big. You get this much. Hey, this, get this. Hey, they retweeted your stuff. Here, go do this. You know, go do that. And so they've created this great system by which small things could actually benefit from it. Like I said, I mean, I was talking about how easy it has been for me. You know, someone wins my SoulCal distancing thing. I just click pay out and the guy has the money. And like, it's so easy. Like, I don't have to do any work. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's really awesome. It's really, I, I think what they've done is amazing stuff. And I really do hope that they do become one of the big things. I mean, I, I've helped, I, I've used their bracketing system and I use it for SoCal Distance, and I keep giving them feedback and stuff like that. I'm trying to help them. I, I was going to say, is is it actually good software? Like, is it? It's okay is it right now. It's to like Match EG or it's serviceable right now. It can do what you need it to do. Obviously, it's brand new. It's still in beta, so there's a lot of things that they need to add to it. Uh, but that's you know, it's it, it'll get there hopefully as as long as we keep giving back this kind of feedback to them and stuff, which is one of the reasons why I do use it. Uh, I mean, even I even uh, for the Matcherino Cup for Super Turbo, I had to record a clip of myself basically, you know, uh, promoting G Fuel, and I did, and that tweet got added to Matcherino as something to one of the sponsor quests. If you retweet this, you help up the pot, and I got a chance firsthand to see how well that worked. That thing got retweeted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I retweeted a lot for a long time. So I was like, whoa, okay. So all these people are definitely adding, you know, stuff to their pool, prize pool. And I think that's really cool. So <laughs> are you okay there, David? Uh, somebody just posted the clip that I was talking about. Alex yeah. posted it. In oh, the... oh, he got it. He got it. Nice. I oh. put it, I put it in the, uh, in our, in our discord, James. Okay. So you'll have okay. it there. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, thanks for the sub Tyler. Much obliged. Thanks for watching.
So my number one is also shout outs to all the online TOs. Y'all made FGC basically work this year. Thank you very much. I think you guys have both talked about that quite a bit already. So mm. I'll yep. let your words do the talking here, but thanks a lot. Uh, my number one random select award goes out to Fat Cat three four three two one for literally <laughs> literally buying this microphone for me. Uh, I mean, and the boom arm and everything. So big ups to Fat Cat for uh, hooking me up, man. I, I really appreciate it. I don't have to use this shitty mic anymore. I have a real professional quality studio sounding mic. So big ups to Fat Cat for supporting uctv we appreciate it yeah he donated Absolutely. he donated a lot for that computer fund as well so oh yeah that's true as well fat yeah. cat living up to his name yeah. yeah seriously that was much appreciated and you sound good sound good over that tubbo my best all right so we move on to our final category unless james is currently watching the cyberpunk clip no no okay. no not yet not yet i'm gonna save it for the afterwards so okay <laughs> it's really good <laughs> Anyway, all right, all right. So our personal FGC resolutions for this year. Interesting. Interesting. I was going back and looking at my resolutions from last year, which oh. just, like, don't bear any resemblance to reality at all. But <laughs> I couldn't have known that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. If, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that one of yours from a couple years ago was to do commentary lessons, though. So you're... It was actually last year. Yeah, that was my oh, okay. well, year. You're, you're doing it in 2021. I started. My first couple lessons were actually in 2020. They were at the hey, day. there you go. There you go. Perfect. That's great, by the way. Thanks to everybody who's been taking me up on doing commentary lessons. It's been a lot of fun to just to do the lessons as well. I'm, you know, anyway. Yeah on to the next all right well david let's hit us with your uh, your number three resolution my number three resolution is to help the fighting game community code of conduct uh really get going mm, okay we've been working on that for quite a while we've been working on that for basically six months honestly and a lot of it has been off and on i mean as i was saying it takes a lot of work and it's also just like difficult kind of work so i think it's kind of been understandable that many of us have like kind of taken steps back from it here and there because it just it can get a little gnarly. Even though we haven't like really begun taking in like reports, we still like kind of delve into some of the stuff that is just like not easy, especially considering the state of the world. Yeah. So there's been a lot of uh, fits and starts, but it has it, it's getting there, and I hope that it will be out there soon. And cool. I hope to stay involved and try to make it work. I guess I we'll. So I mean, well. the the example of the Smash Code of Conduct shutting down at the end of last year was like. One of my uh, one of these. Yeah, rough. We'll see. We'll see. I'm. That's that's my number three goal. If uh, if you're involved, I, I believe in it. I, I can say that much. Oh, thanks. Uh, my number three is to actually practice a game and compete again. And uh, I've I've already dug into that with Ki. Um, I mean, hmm. I, I don't know how long I'll compete, but at least for this one event, I'm I'm definitely going hard. I've been playing ranked again. Um. I'm gonna play with. I'm gonna make Nikki play with me. I'm gonna make everybody play with me. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I just I want to compete again. I haven't I haven't competed seriously in a fighting game, besides Twitch Rivals, which I, I did that for like two weeks, right? Like that wasn't that serious. I haven't competed in a fighting game since Samurai Showdown. Sam Show was the last game that I really took seriously, and that because of the circumstances with the pandemic and SNK not giving a shit to make the game playable online. I had to drop it. I couldn't keep supporting it. 
Um, so yeah, I, I really, I really want to uh, test my metal in a fighting game again. So that's uh, that's something I'm, I'm definitely going to accomplish, even if it means I have to compete online. It does. Yep. Unfortunately. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my resolutions are kind of a bummer (laughs) in a lot of ways. I mean, really, honestly, for my number three, I just put down, I really don't know, honestly, because, uh, I've had, I don't know how many times I can sit here and say, I'm going to do more content. I'm going to play more. I'm going to do all these things and then just end up not doing any of it. I look back at all my old resolutions and I very rarely accomplish any of them. And uh, this year has been really, really hard for me. I started off really, really well. Um, You know, I had the Chen reactions and doing all this stuff. I had an editor who was helping me do stuff that didn't work out in the end. And I don't know, man. Like, I just, I feel like I'm at a content producing low. Like, I feel like I'm not streaming as often as I wanted to. I wanted to do first attacks again, which I did for a while, but then it just, it petered out because like I said, it was, it was hard to do all that stuff. So I don't know, like part of me kind of tells myself, I don't want to give myself resolutions this year. I kind of just don't want to hold myself up to something that I'm not going to complete (laughs) you know i mean i put down that i was going to learn a new character in tekken i never did uh i told myself i was gonna do more beginner restreams i did zero uh like in 2018 i just said content 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 i didn't do any of this but like it's it's like a really rough situation right now for me and i'm trying to figure it out and yeah i mean i used to see a therapist i used to see a therapist a lot and uh i can't afford a lot no i did but i see a therapist a lot there was one point in my life i had two therapists at the same time like i saw two different people at the same time i just can't afford it anymore because healthcare doesn't cover it and it's expensive like i literally cannot afford a therapist anymore and my current therapist that i was seeing is really old he's on the verge of retiring and he just said you know what i'm tired of dealing with healthcare. i'm not doing it anymore it's just flat rate this much every single time so i can't literally i literally can't afford it at all so i'm kind of in a really bummer situation and uh you know i've just been like i said this year has hurt a lot for me i've had a very very hard year and so i just I just don't even know if I want to put any resolutions for myself. Having said that, I do have a number two and a number one, but uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. So. James, I love yeah. you so much. You uh, know what? I don't know if I want to do this, but I did it anyways. Yeah, basically. Uh, so. yeah, I was going to suggest like just having something that that you're sure that you can do. I mean, I, I used to do that myself right. when I had major depressive episodes. Just like try to set a goal, and it was like brush my teeth. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't mean to say that like you're in that kind of situation, but like I've been there before of like kind of really minimizing it, and I felt like that helped me at the time. Yeah, anyway. I mean, like like I said, I tried to. I mean, I could just come out fully and say it. Like the reason why I didn't do SoCal distancing yesterday because usually I started at seven o'clock p.m. Uh, I didn't wake up until like seven thirty or eight p.m. So because my sleep schedule was so messed up. 
Like, that's just how, like, my whole life is right now. I'm just, like, not sleeping in the right time and everything. And it's just, I can't, I can't figure out how to straighten things out. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so. I think, uh, I, I think, I don't know if it's on your list or not, James, but I think the, the first thing you should put on there, man, is fix your sleep schedule. Yeah. I, I think if you just had a seven, even if you woke up at noon every day, you would feel so much better than <laughs> waking up at 8 p.m. Yeah, if I could fall asleep, it would help, so... Yeah, yeah. Dude, try, if anybody knows things about bad sleep schedule, it's me. I, yeah. I, I get it. I know how hard it is, but we're gonna find a way to, to fix that for you for sure. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Uh, where are we at, David? Yeah, it's my number two, and uh, mine actually is more content. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that hasn't usually been mine. It was mine like a few years ago, and then I was also in a gnarly place at that time, and it didn't happen. But uh, it is my goal. So my goal is to stream every morning that I don't otherwise already have. Like, law has to take preference for me. Like, my career has to take preference. So if I have some meeting in the morning, I will do that. If I have a contract that's due, like, at, like that day, I have to take care of that first. But other than in those situations, I want to stream every day. That's my goal this year. It's to do that uh, every weekday, I should say. That's my, my goal. Mm -hmm. And I want to have... The show you can scrimmages every week that we could do it. I think that'd be great. If we yeah. Could... By the way, you nerds, you guys often say, "Oh, we can't do it because one of us isn't available." Oh, you know, yeah. you have a third member that knows Street Fighter Five as well. By the way, you could always just ask want... me to fill in. You want to be involved in Street Fighter Five? If you, if, if, like, look, man, I don't, I just want to make sure that you guys are running your content the way you are, <laughs> buddy. I'm just, I'm trying to be a good friend. All right. You are being a good friend. Yeah. Uh, we're trying anyway, to, we're I trying to move them to Friday. We're trying to move them to Friday. Yeah, Friday is the goal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. There you go. That's Shay, my. I, I don't hate Street Fighter Five. I, I don't hate it. I used to hate it. I don't hate it. I just think it's okay. You're into it. I just think it's okay. You're into it. All right, go. Uh, number two. And speaking of stepping in to do some sure you can scrimmages, uh, I want to commentate more consistently. I at the end in 2019 I kind of made a, a declaration that I was back. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, throughout 2017 and 2018 I was dating a girl in Scotland, and I had all but given up commentary because who the fuck commentates in Scotland? Um, and I was planning to move there, so I essentially gave up my my dreams, I guess you could say, for this girl who ended up dumping me, uh, asked like we were making plans for me to move. Uh, so that put me in a real, real shitty place in terms of, like, mental and, and also, well, I built this commentary career and it's gone. Now what? Uh, well, 2019 came along and I kind of bursted back onto the scene. I was active. Uh, I did a bunch of events. And then 2020 happened and we all know. Yeah. Um, I did commentate some stuff in 2020, but it was sparse and it was kind of random and here or there. Uh, so for 2021, I want to... Be consistent, even if it means I don't necessarily get paid. Uh, I, I want to do more events. I want to commentate again. I miss doing commentary. Um, I've hopped on Wednesday night fights randomly and stuff in 2020. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what I used to do and force my way onto the mic more often. I'm just gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm just literally gonna throw my peripheral or peripheral, I don't know the word. I'm gonna throw my dick around. They look. I'm Tupperware. I'm on the mic right now, and that's how things are gonna go. Uh, so yeah, I want to commentate more consistently in 2021. Okay. Sounds good. 
like I said, uh, I apologize that <laughs> my personal resolutions are full of really kind of downer stuff. Uh, but 2021 has not started well at all. Uh, I did want to take an opportunity to give a shout out to Mr. Jonas Neubauer, uh, the seven time Tetris champion, um, who was basically, I mean, he was just basically the champ Daz player passed away, uh, last week from, they're not even really sure. They're not even really sure. So, um, and like I said, this, he is the guy, right? He is the seven time champion. He was the one who lost to Joseph and Joseph became the, uh, new reigning champion who won two years in a row. But like Jonas this last year, who was probably the greatest Tetris Daz player of all time, um, you know, passed away. They had like, he, he literally had just moved to Hawaii and then he just passed away. And so, uh, we lost someone that's really amazing, just a wonderful person. Cause you know, he was never cocky about it. He was super friendly. He was one of the nicest people I know, most genuine people that I know. Uh, he made me feel like family right away. And him and his wife, Heather were just like, just two of the most wonderful people that I had met, uh, in the classic Tetris community. Again, you can't talk about classic Tetris without talking about Jonas. Um, uh, last year before the pandemic hit, I told myself I was going to try to be, try to get Grandmaster in Tekken the Grandmaster. And then, uh, I got inspired to try to do a max out on Nest Tetris. Well, one of my resolutions is I'm going to try to get a max out in Nest Tetris, uh, in honor of Jonas. And, uh, at one point in time, I had thought about maybe I should just learn hyper tapping because, um, it's just the better way to do it, but I'm just going to stick with Daz for Jonas. I'm going to learn to see if I can do this with Daz first and then maybe switch to hyper tapping. But I, I'm going to, if I can make my goal by the end of 2021, I will max out in Nest Tetris. I mean, I mean, it's funny because like I got a personal best of like 400,000 and some people are like, God, it took me like two years to get to that point. So I feel like I'm right there, but uh, I, I will uh, definitely be um, doing my best for that. So you can expect a lot more Tetris streams from me uh, coming good. up soon. So good, that's good go. to hear, James. Yeah. I think that's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been, I've cried too much this stream. Yeah, uh, that's good. Um, <sighs> um, my number one now. So my number one personal res FGC resolution for this year is to begin writing a book on commentary. Okay. Cool now. Uh, so I want to keep teaching commentary lessons. As I do that, I'm also learning. That's just something that happens when you teach is you also learn. Uh, I've been lecturing in law for about a decade on and off and it's the same kind of thing whenever i do that i feel like i learn a lot same thing so far in commentary um but i want to yeah i want to turn that into a book as well i have a ton of notes and i already feel like i know what i want to do and i've kind of put out some feelers to explore how i would actually make this happen but that's that's part of the goal here and i you know i kind of think that's doable i hope that that's doable yeah 
Yeah, I think it is too. You should you should yeah. talk to Glenn Glenn Cravens about it too because he's published a that couple of books. Idea. You know, he's published a couple of books, so it's a good call. You'd be a good person to reach out to. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Uh, well, my my number one isn't nearly as touching as uh, James's number two, but um, my my goal uh, just to be completely transparent with you know everybody out there watching and and all that. My goal is to make Ultra Chen the number one watched and streamed, you know, thing in the FGC again. Uh, so that includes me streaming on the Ultra Chen channel. I'm going to be doing that starting soon. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I've actually been really, really sick. That's why I haven't been um, streaming anything. Uh, but I am at a level where it's tolerable now, at least. Okay. Um, it's day by day. But yeah, I'm going to be streaming on my own channel. I'll be streaming on Ultra Chen pretty soon. Uh, so when David's not live or James is not live, I'll, I'll probably be live on the channel. And I really don't know what kind of content I'm going to put out. It might just be me talking to the camera, uh, say jam style, who knows. But either way, I, I want I want this channel to um, grow. I want it to explode again. I want to, I want to make Ultra Shane great again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my number one goal for 2021. Okay. Uh, my number one, uh, so one of the things that I've been enjoying a lot this year, uh, has been working on this kind of stuff, this layout, all these layouts and everything like that. I've been going into the tool that FARP created a long time ago called Stream Control. David and Tubo see it on my screen all the time. Uh, yep. it's just this great tool that does a lot of things. It doesn't do enough. Uh, obviously, he built it as just as like a little side project, and he doesn't maintain it anymore. Uh, so he does nothing with it. I have spent the last two weeks, one of the reasons why I haven't been streaming, is I've been trying to make sure that I can compile it in the IDE that he has. Uh, it's using an IDE that I've never used before called Qt. Uh, Qt is what it's, it's how it's spelled. They call it Qt. And... Um, I basically am really enjoying this kind of layout work and the, the cool things that you can do with it. And I really feel like there's a lot of things that Stream Control, the program that FARP created, can do. You know, and I asked him, I was like, can I be the one? Would you mind if I continue to work on it and like stuff? And he's like, it's under the MIT license. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. So, <laughs> so I have it compiled. I finally got it to build. I can finally run it. I can do all these things with it. So, uh, last year I tried to set it up and I couldn't, but I think it was probably because of Tubaware's third worst of the year, which was my computer just didn't make it work. Uh, I was able to get it to compile and I can run my build now. And so uh, it's cool because one, I get to do something that I love for the FGC to give myself more power to make layouts and stream and stuff. And at the same time, I get to freshen up my coding skill again, remember how to code and remember how to code in C++ and stuff like that. So, which is going to be really hard because <laughs> I'm so used to Java slash C sharp that going back to C++ is going to be very hard for me, but... 
I think it'll be a cool project to work on. So if I'm not streaming a lot, that might be the reason. I may also see if I can try to actually do some Unity learning streams this year, uh, just oh, cool. to kind of tie in with the coding stuff. But we'll see how it goes. We'll, yeah, we'll I was going to say, man, like you should stream that stuff. Like people like watching Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. I would definitely do that. I would definitely stream myself learning Unity, so... Um, yeah, I, I like watching streams like that. It's just like relaxing for me to hear other people doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool. So there you go. So got to remember how to do all this coding stuff. And it's cool because I look at it and I understand a lot of what's going on in the code and I miss it. I miss it. And I see a lot of things like, man, I, it would be so much better if I refactored it to do this and da, 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 da. And that was where I got the most joy out of my last job was when I worked on the stuff that I created and I could figure out ways to make it work better and stuff. And that was where I was fascinated. And every time I created something cool and new, they would move me on to something else and let makes other people work on my old stuff. And it made me sad. So, <laughs> so hopefully I'll be able to, no one's going to be able to take me off of this project. So Zygon, <laughs> pressure David to do another one so he can build me one. Cause I've been waiting on my split box for a long time. Oh, the split box stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, one of my resolutions was to start selling the split box and then the company that did the laser cutting shut down for a good chunk of the year. Uh, yeah, it makes so sense. That wasn't going to happen. <sighs> I think they're back up. I think it's been fine for a little while now. It just hasn't kind of been on the forefront oh, okay, of them. Okay. Well, you let me know. Put me on that credit payment plan and I'll, uh, I'll buy a flip box <laughs> from you. I got I to gotta do some other stuff to fix it up. I thought for a while that I had him at like the stage where I was ready to sell. And now that I've used uh, this guy for the last year, I, it needs changes. It definitely needs some stuff that should be fixed as far as like long haul kind of usage goes. Oh, it's okay. Not, not quite where it needs to be. So okay. maybe it's actually been good that I haven't okay. been able to sell it in a year. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now that I've had a lot more wear and tear on it, I know a lot of, a lot more about how it yeah. like, probably should be designed. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yep. We did it, guys. And Indeed. I, have added I can't new... believe I've been here for 10 seasons already. That's crazy. I know, dude. You've been a fixture. I've actually <laughs> added the ability to have a done spot now, too. So there you go. Now everything is grayed out. Oh, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I actually, I really like the new red and blue and also the, the font you picked. Well, That's the font really that I picked is is part of the, the, the was a font from part of the whole rebranding package thing. So that's cool. why, so cool. I've been going with that font. And like I said, this is what, I, I mean, like the whole thing doesn't look right until I had to redo it because the old bars and everything really clashed with the new logo. So I had to redo everything to make sure that it fit a little bit better, so. Right, yeah, appreciate yeah, it. It's a lot of work, dude. But yeah, this is the 10th year of Starting, us doing yeah. TV. Yeah, it's the beginning of the 10th year. Wow. Done nine years. I, we didn't have any expectation of how long it would go. I don't remember us ever talking about it at the beginning of like, hey, how long do you want to end up doing this for? We did it for shoryukin.com TV. <laughs> that is a true yeah, story. Right. That is that's a true right. story. We were hit up and said, we want to make a shoryukin.com TV. We want you guys to have a show. We're going to try to get like Keats and Ski Sonic to do a show. We're going to do all this stuff. So we started the stream and nobody else did anything. Yep. And 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> and here you are. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's been great though. It's you know, it's been awesome hanging out with you even just virtually every Tuesday. That's yeah. been super cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to kick it with the boys. That's for definitely, sure. definitely. And it's been. I mean, we're both still super engaged in the FGC, yeah. and nine years hasn't changed that. So that's that's pretty cool too. That makes me think that you know, however long we do this, this particular show, having done it up until the ages that we are now, I just can't imagine us ever not doing it. <laughs> right, like right. playing games, hanging out with the friends that we know from the FGC. It's just too much a part of our lives and. I think we're going to be doing it forever, but that makes me pretty happy, actually, to yeah. feel like that's something that we'll always do. I mean... And now you're stuck with me, idiots. Now I'm stuck with <laughs> and you. And like I said, fighting games, video games, unfortunately for my parents, did end up ruining my life, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I'm now a starving artist, broke, living on unemployment, dude, but, you know... <laughs> ah, they saw you at Disney World. Your mom thinks you're yeah, a star. Yeah, know, that's right. That's yeah. all that matters, so... FGC content. I mean, I don't know what would be, like, what what in anything in esports has gone on for nine years? Does that exist? Probably I, not. Ultra Gen TV. Probably, but I mean, we're probably not literally the longest running anything in esports. But like, we're I'm sure we're up there. <laughs> we gotta be right. like, we're in a good top ten, top five position. Tubo's sure. turning green again. There we go. All right. Oh no. Okay. I'm changing my lighting over here. Um, I, I don't tournaments. I mean, like what, like what, like weekly content programming. Anyway, I don't know. It's not super important, but yeah, I, we have been doing it for a long time, and I hope we'll keep doing it for a long time yeah. too. So there you go. That's our uh, 2011. Uh, 2011. Jeez. Uh, 2020. Yeah, I know. This is that. There's our 2020 uh, Ultra Chen TV best of awards show so hope you guys enjoyed that and i mean let's hope we can get to a point i mean like i said 2021 is off to a rough start right now but you know hopefully we can get to a point where uh things start turning around like i said i don't want them to go back to normal i want them to go back to better basically yeah so. absolutely build, build back better yeah absolutely. what a terrible slogan <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll get back to doing the regular Tuesday show stuff. We'll yep. have, you know, news and discussions like always. Mm -hmm. But thanks a lot for hanging out for this one. This is always a fun show. I always appreciate being able yeah. to do this. You all know I think that award shows are really stupid. So thanks yep. a lot for uh, <laughs> putting up with me indulging me by wanting to do this. <laughs> I mean, it's always nice to hear what a lot of the, the other people, you know, opinions on everything are. And it kind of makes you... Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. You know, it's kind of neat. Totally. So. Yeah, it's super cool watching the chat and seeing what other people say yeah. as well. I, I totally agree. Cool. All right. Burnham. 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 Oh, I'll put out the list of what we picked for everything on Twitter in just a little bit. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll have a link to it in the description. All right. Thank <laughs> you.